Justin here. And Shad. And you're now listening to the IFNZ Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to visit our website at ifnzpodcast.com for upcoming episodes, new release news, and our social media feeds. Also, for information on upcoming live shows, current news, and general interaction with us, you can reach us on Twitter at IFNZ Podcast, my personal one at RandomHeroXIX, and me at Shad Schubert. Also, check out ShadSchubert.com for weekly blog posts, music, and upcoming show dates for the Can't Get Rights. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July, maybe those springs will be just came out and your love will let them fiddler. If you feel it, you'll see, let's take a moment and listen to the IFT podcast. Hello, everybody, and <laughs> welcome to episode 68. Of it's the IFNC podcast, indeed. our Thanksgiving Thanksgiving special. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's the not Shank, Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving special. <laughs> yes. Trigger warning for those who are not ASMR sensitive. This is going to be really gross. Uh, so it's Thanksgiving special time. Absolutely. Uh, and we're starting her off with a bang. Yes. Right out the gate, we are doing our segment that we call Catch Up with Ketchup. Um <laughs> Last week we talked about banana ketchup. That is a infamous topping in the Philippines. They yes. put it on uh, what is it? The spaghetti that they have there, the Filipino spaghetti. Yeah. So it's noodles, hot dogs, and this sauce all mixed together. Yep. Uh, they do it. They recommend it for like pulled pork barbecue. They recommend it for, recommend it for fries. They use it for like dipping and all kinds of different things. Indeed. Um, but we are going to try it with a uh, an American delicacy, <laughs> the all beef hot dog. The all beef hot dog. Yes, you've no dressed yours. I've We're dressed good. mine now. We've got uh, we've got the banana ketchup on here. Whoop. Dink it, dink, and sink it. Hmm. Um, I don't hate it. I don't either, but I don't really taste the banana either. I think your wife is right. It's just got a little bit more sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, which makes it. I go once again, would be great on pulled pork, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, with the added sweetness that has to it, definitely. It's like um, it's like if you took bananas <laughs> <laughs> and then added them to ketchup. Yes, it is. It yeah, is, indeed. Very very much that. So, take the bananas, add it to the ketchup, I'm gonna go, added sweetness. I'm going to go fry And if you mix it in with the pulled pork, it's like a, it's like a, it would be like a poor man's barbecue sauce. Yeah. Except for, I think it's probably more expensive than barbecue sauce. Absolutely. Here, here, maybe I don't know what it is like in the Philippines. I mean, I was, I was really. So I'll tell you a little story. Tell me a story about when I picked up this. I need to try it with the with the fry. Yeah, get you a little fry ketchup on fry chip. Um, But when I went to go to the international grocery store, I don't typically visit the international grocery store. But I, uh, I remember it being a little. uh, Whoa, we're going (laughs) personal. This is story time with Chad. Um, So uh, I remember. Going in there before to kind of looking a little mm-hmm. jank, a little dirty maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I went in there and I was like, this place is amazing. And I don't know if yeah, my standards had lowered or if I just am more cultured these days. I think you're I more was. cultured. We're both we're both a little bit more woke these days. Than we were probably when we were teenagers. You are right, Mandy. Um, oh my God, I'm right, she said. <laughs> uh, but so I went in there. I got the ketchup, found it immediately. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just shop around. I'll find some some cool other things. So I found these. These uh, looks like lob to me but they're lace um and uh, got some lob chips and then got some other things the turkish delight so on and so forth and uh went to the checkout and one i got uh two bags of chips the turkish delight the ketchup and um a candy bar and it was like 10 bucks 
which I thought was surprisingly cheap for things that have to get shipped over to here. So that was pretty cool. Visit your local international grocery store. That, and then you also have to take into consideration that majority of the time whenever you're picking up these things is at a gas station, and the price is like tripled of what it should be. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And then uh, the guy was at the the register was like, hey, uh, you know, banana ketchup. And I was like, yeah. He goes, have you tried it before? And I was like, no, I I heard it was really good. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. He goes, it's like ketchup, but with bananas. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Should taste great. <laughs> so, uh, and it's not bad. I'm, I'm, Mm-mm. I'm not, not, I'm not surprised that it tastes decent, but, uh, I, I would maybe even visit it again. If I were into, uh, what do you do with pork? Pull it. <laughs> Before you pull it. Smoke it. I would smoke if I, pork. If I was smoking a pork, smoking a pork butt, then I would, I maybe would make a little bit of a banana ketchup rub. Oh right. man! Like a first, first do like a little, little dry, mm-hmm. and then add the banana All the top on the it. top of it. Mm-hmm. And just let it smoke and simmer in it. Yeah, absolutely. That probably would be really good. Yeah. Um. So I guess for live viewers, about to disconnect and finish. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for tuning in and watching uh, us consume banana ketchup live. That's right. Uh, for the rest of the stuff that we're about to consume and you want our insights on uh on the the roasted turkey pringles and all these other seasonal yeah. uh eats mm-hmm. be sure to listen to episode 68 that's right because it's going to be there absolutely and we love you bye bye but not bye to you no we're, we're still here because we're still here we're still here yeah but uh yeah do you want to do you want to sample the rest of these things yeah you want to do that first yeah let's do that let's okay. let's sample some things and then uh We'll do an eating montage for for the viewers. Montage. <laughs> so uh, this is the sweet basil flavored labs, uh, which are just lays, but from a different country. Oh wait, I can't tell you which ones. Tell me what. Do we need to do our tasties? Thailand. No, our tasties. I don't know what you're talking the, about. The the thing that you said you wanted to do. Oh no, we'll do it afterwards. After? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. No problem. These are th- these are from Lay's Thailand, is what it says. Uh, they made a whole country in Thailand <laughs> called Lay's Thailand, a it's city, like a, a separate section. Okay, so this is the sweet basil. Yeah. This Mandy said she could get behind this. Um, I wouldn't eat it again. No. No. It got a spice to it. That I'm surprised. It does. I think it's that red pepper that's on the picture. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> It's sweet though. It is. I like it. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't ready for for heat. Okay. I didn't. I didn't anticipate that. I'm not a big Lay's guy. I'm not a big lab guy. Anyways, <laughs> um, not especially the ruffles. I'm not a big ruffle guy. But ruffles has ridges. Yeah, and I don't need that in my life. I I like the ruffles ridges. You like ruffles? Yeah, that's where I like to go to. Okay. If I need, if I'm if I'm a ridge boy. Yeah. I'll ridge with ruffles okay. with some French onion dip. Yeah. As the as the dip. Because you sauce. think that the the ridges give you a little bit more grip. No, I mean on the I dip. just the it's dip grip. I think that ruffles like <laughs> ruffles uh like salt to chip ratio. Yeah. For that in particular is like fucking on point. Right. I, I always go it. with like and the, the other ones. Are, the other ones, are, lays wise, they're always like, especially whenever it's a chip like this, they're yeah. fragile and they snap half the time. Whenever you dip them into the, so you double up. Nah, you get double up and you get a big old slab of dip. I don't have to double up if I got ruffles. It's doubled up already. Yeah, but it's not thin and crispy. It's, it's not. It's, it's thick, thick. Just like crispy. just like two chips together. <laughs>
That's All fair. Right, so this is the cum one. This is the mean cum. <laughs> Bro, Cobros. Cobros flavor, which, and as we described prior to this, I believe, this is a is this Filipino as well? No, this is Thailand. This is Thailand. So Thailand. this is a they have a <laughs> banana leaf, like some weird type of banana leaf, and they oh, yeah. they wrap everything inside of it, and it's basically lime, and it it, it has the uh, the peel on it still, uh, lime with the peel, shrimp. Very limey. Um, and uh, coconut shavings, red and green peppers that have been roasted, and ginger all wrapped into the banana leaf. And they eat that in, like, you know, kind of like a taco ish form, mm-hmm. if you will. All I taste um, is lime on mine. Um, very heavy on the lime. Yeah. Very heavy. There's something else there hanging out. Uh-huh. I don't but know what it, it is. It wasn't as noticeable. But it's just me. like lime. Mm-hmm. Put your lime in the coconut. Yeah, I don't really like lime that too terribly much. It's, Not it's that good, much. but. Um, Not enough to put it on a potato chip. I could taste the seafood in the back back of it, you but that's about it. But it's it's just that's it, and it's not. Mandy made it seem like it was gonna be like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I'll let you drop off that you dropped off. I'm fine. It's okay. I'll get it. This one is worse. <laughs> this one I could taste the. Definitely still very heavy on lime. Yeah. That one had lighting. a lot more powder to it, though. At the first part of it, mm-hmm. tasted like the shrimp. Okay. I don't do that. <laughs> I'll do that shrimp. Homie don't, homie don't like seafood. <laughs> Want to get some roasted turkey? Put turkey Absolutely. up in here? I'm going to get some more uh, banana ketchup fry. Right. This is the roasted turkey the Pringle. banana ketchup's really good with the fry. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, it, it cuts out, the banana cuts out some of the acidity of the tomato from the ketchup-y flavor, mm-hmm. so it's not as, like, vinegary acidic to me. It just like neutralizes it, and I think that's what yeah. brings out the sweet even more because it canceled sense. out majority of the rest <clears throat> of that. That makes sense. That tastes like stuffing. Stuffing? Yeah. She said it tastes just like turkey. Well, because it tastes a lot like turkey, but oh, turkey stuffing. Oh, turkey like, stuffing. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Is there not? Do people make tur- stuffing without turkey in it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There's chicken stuffing. There's all kinds of different stuffing. I've never. I don't make stuffing. I just eat whatever's presented to me. Oh, dude, stuffing's great. <laughs> I, I just. I. I agree, though. Because the chip is like the chip, like the, the powder is, the is like very trippy forward, uh, turkey forward, yeah. but with the breading and stuff, it, um, it definitely tastes like stuffing. It's like if you had uh, a plain Pringle, and then you also had the powder from maybe they made a, a special Thanksgiving ramen with uh, turkey powder <laughs> instead of chicken powder, and you just sprinkled that on top of it. Yeah, yeah, it's turkey bouillon. Um, are we doing thing? dessert right now? Uh, or you want to do dessert later? No, we can do it right now. Are you sure? It might ruin your palate. We won't, I don't want to dip into the trolley right now. <laughs> no, but we'll get this Turkish Delight on. Turkish Delight Made is famous. a delight from Turkey as seen on the hit 2003 comedy, <laughs> <laughs> The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, that's the only place I've ever seen it. That's got a lot of powder on it. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking what's-his-face. Edmund. From Patrick Flannery. Hmm? Powder. Oh, I got <laughs> I don't taste any rose either. I'm getting it. It'll get there. Maybe it's because I had fry in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's rosy. Mm-hmm. It's coming in now. A very gummy. Very gummy. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Well, check that out. They can't see it. It's like eating perfume a little bit. 
Yeah. I don't hate it, but oh. I'm not a rose flavored person. Oh. That was a lot. Yeah. And the last, right before I did the bite, I got a big chunk of what I had in my mouth, like, come into my nose. <laughs> so it's just, like, overpoweringly, like, rose. And I'm just like, I immediately regret taking that big of a bite now. People love it when we eat on, on my... <laughs> Pre- you have to preface, like, a warning at the beginning, but, like, just the first, like, five, ten minutes, be like, trigger warning for those who are not ASMR sensitive. This is going to be really gross. <laughs> Well, do you want to finish the rest of this food? Um, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Man, that was a lot of uh, a lot of good food it was we a ate. Nice feast. That was a good feasty. We feasted. Now we had some. I'm so full from our Thanksgiving feast. I think I'm just ready to just relax yeah. in this chair and maybe play some games or yeah. something. You want to play? I some got some games? trivia for you. You got trivia for yeah, me? You know, Dude, got some you trivia. know what pairs better. Than Thanksgiving feasts <laughs> and trivia, nothing. As nothing. Far as I know. Nothing. That's as as exactly. Know. You're you're right. You won that point. We're going to our uh, our uh, kind of standard trivia website, which is usefultrivia.com. Oh, this is the same one we always use. Yeah, this is my my go to. I love this one. It even has sound it. effects. It does. Do it when we. Oh, get... do we need to put that closer to one of the mics? Uh, no, it'll just kind of pop up. It'll okay. it'll be loud enough. I think. Okay, I it'll just be good. Make sure that we we got a good ping. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll find out. We'll we'll give it a test on this. I don't want you to have to edit in a bunch of pings. I, you know I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So first number one. This is the first number one. I've got another number one later. It's fine. Cool. Um, where did the first U.S. harvest feast of Thanksgiving take place? Plymouth, Was it Plymouth in Colony. Plymouth Colony, Roanoke Island, Popham Colony, or the Virginia Colony? Rowan or uh, no Plymouth? You think Plymouth? Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Yay! Hey, we're right. The first official Thanksgiving feast took place in Plymouth Colony, founded by a group of separatists. Separatists? Yeah. Are they from Star Wars? Oh. Who later became known as the Pilgrims. Plymouth Colony was, along with Jamestown, Virginia, one of the first colonies to be founded by the English in North America. Um, Did you know that Thanksgiving is just this week that this episode's coming out, and that's why we're doing this? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like we played it. 68. 68. Wow. Wow. We're almost a sexy episode. It is. Oh, yeah. Boy. We've been coming up. We've been talking about that for a while now. Yeah. And it is coming. Do you. Should real we, quick. Should we give everybody a taste of sexiness? Yeah. Okay. No, let's talk about it for a sec. Let's talk about this. So. Uh, During Thanksgiving? Yeah. Let's, why not? I mean. Yeah, I'm thankful for sex. When we're, <laughs> when we're at our family Thanksgiving together, mm-hmm. Bonin comes up. Does it? It happens. When? I mean, there's a uh, there's definitely a wiener talk. Um, something about a vagina. I think that mostly comes from your mom. <laughs> it might. <laughs> it just might. Um, but it's it's not uncommon for there to be a little bit of dirty talk. Just at a our little bit of wiener. Yeah, just a little bit of wiener. What's it gonna hurt? Um, so when we We've do keep it as tame as possible because we need to get real raunchy for the next episode. When we do sixty nine. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> What do you what do you want to achieve with that? I'm hopefully coming. Is this, <laughs> that's what you do are with sixty nine. <laughs> are we going to Are we you keep saying we and then sixty nine? Are we it going makes to me think have that a, me and you are gonna have Are we gonna mutually masturbate on our podcast? That's not what sixty nine is. Though. I know it's not, but I don't know if we want to commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what I want. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like, are we? Do you want to? Do you want to kind of play games? Is that what this? You want to? It's gonna be like a very game centric. Are we gonna play truth or dare? Are we gonna? Uh, you know, what do you? What do you want to get out of this? All of the above. This episode sixty nine. All of the above. Okay. I want games because okay. I mean that's that's foreplay. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I want a little bit of games. I guess maybe we could home. get some like look up or get some sex games, like yeah. actual like sex games that some. you would do in a bedroom. It, we don't have to look very much very far because you got some. Yeah. All right. So is get it some, like well, we can, can get we some do dice? Gu- can we do guess who but with porn stars? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I will suck at that. <laughs> I will too. <laughs> we get. We, I mean, there's your a, does your guy have a real big dick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never seen. Them I guess before. you were Brian Regan in my head. <laughs> I was earlier when I was talking. Go fish. <laughs> it's not the game, Shad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can totally do that. I'll figure out some stuff. Okay. I like that. So we're gonna we can generally play the games as foreplay. Then we should do some trivia and or facts. We can do some. Sec- that, that's I like what facts. that's what gets us. Uh, that's what gets us to ha- half good. mass. Yeah, yeah. And then full erectile. Um, not dysfunction. No. Function. Yeah, full Just... erectile function when it's at full mast. Yeah. Um, that's whenever we that's that's when we hit them where it hurts. That's okay. when we that's we we do truth or dare. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's all kinky though. It's gonna be wild. It's all just kinky right out the bat. It's truth okay. or dare, and you're gonna be like dare, and I'm gonna be like, suck this dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, but... Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Uh, Remember when the Pilgrims had their first dinner at yeah, Plymouth? They Rock, did a great job at Plymouth. Whatever it was. All right. So, what Native American was honored at the first Thanksgiving feast? Was it Sacagawea, Squanto, Tonto, or Geronimo? I really actually don't oh, think I know Geronimo. this. Geronimo. Oh, oh, Geronimo. I say, think it's, I'm going to say. These all feel, feel like they like, were. I feel like Sacagawea, but I, I really don't know. Um. That would be wrong, because Lewis and Clark were with Sacagawea, and that was like, like during like Grant's well, they presidency. They weren't. They were with Pocahontas. <laughs> no, that's the other okay. way around. So you think it's? I don't know if it's Squanto Tonto or Geronimo. It's definitely someone who ends with an O. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Tonto. I'm gonna go with Geronimo. Okay. okay. Not Tonto. Not Tonto. Not no. Geronimo. So, so Squanto must be Squanto. It was Squanto. Squanto helped the settlers survive in the new world by teaching them how to catch an eel and grow corn, as well as serving as their native interpreter. How do you catch an eel? Um, do you know? I Here's what I think. Okay. I'm a uh, you look it up while I make up my own version of it. You need to wade out into the water. Um, it needs to be, you know, at least knee-length water. And then when you you have to remain still, uh, steel, steel, <laughs> remain still, um, while while the the water settles again and the eels start to move, and then you'll feel them down by your legs. You'll feel the eels, uh, feel the eel. by your legs, uh, because they flock towards warmth. Mm-hmm. But they will they will frolic away from disruptions in the water. So you got to be really still. And then um, you reach down really fast and you grab that shit. So you think it's like the people that catch the like the big mouth basses and the turtle, yeah, and stuff with like that hands. with their hands, yeah. and, and they put them in like the little holes. And they're like, get a get a get a bucket ready, uh, Gilbert. I got I got me a big one. Yeah, that's All exactly right. how I think it is. Uh, so you use nightcrawlers as bait <laughs> and attach one to your hook and catch them. I'm assuming just like fish. Oh, 
you can purchase your bait at a tackle shop or find your own. You can also use oily cut bait or chicken liver to attract eels as well. Gotcha. And to further tempt the eel, leave a bit of your worm dangling from the hook. That's so what I, guess I you always do. Standard. <laughs> I always leave a little bit of worm dangling. Just a standard fare as far as that goes. It seems yeah. like it's just because they're a little bit more, I don't know, I guess like carnivorous in a way. They're, they're kind of like, because uh, I know you can use chicken liver and uh, cut bait like that for gator. Uh, for gator? Yeah. I guess that would work too. I was going to say like catfish because oh. they like that kind of stuff. Piranhas. Stinky in the water. Yeah. I think piranhas, I think of Hot like, dogs. I think of. That's what I think of. Hot dogs. <laughs> my uh, my dad. We used to have um, what are those big the big apaku? You know what apaku is? Mm-mm. Yeah, look up paku. Paku's uh, like a cousin like that? to uh, oh, paku fish. Yeah, with a C. Um, they're they're cousin to the um, the whatchamajigget. I like this one. Yeah, they got like human teeth. Mm-hmm. It's um, really horrible. He used to feed him a hot dog. We had we had one. Oh. I think his name was Paku, maybe. We named him Paku the Paku, if I'm not mistaken. Look at that. Uh, yeah, they got big teeth. They got yeah. regular Shad Schubert-sized teeth. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, we used to feed him hot dogs. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember that being a thing that you had. Uh, it was at uh, one of our older houses. Uh, yeah. Okay, number three. What type of meat was served at the first Thanksgiving? Eel. I actually know this. <laughs> That is one of the things that was, but it's not on this list. Chicken, venison, buffalo, or turkey? Um, I feel like if it's in that section of the world, it's either going to be venison or buffalo. I'll say venison. You are ding, ding, ding. Right. Eel was the other thing that they served. Okay. Um, That's gross. I only know this because at my work... Um, I have to. I'm part of the team that's making like our Thanksgiving feast for work, mm-hmm. and I wanted. I go like I get wild sometimes. You wanted it to I think be as authentic as possible, and so. I wanted to go authentic. So I was like, let's get some eel, let's get some venison, and let's the, get some root vegetables. Everybody looked at you and said, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were like, why can't we just do normal things? And I'm like, cause I'm tired of doing normal. I got it. Yeah. Um, what famous Christmas song was originally written for Thanksgiving? Is it Let It Snow, Little Drummer Boy, Jingle Bells, or Silent Night? Oh, uh, Silent Night. I'm going to go Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Uh, that makes no sense, but I'm going to go for it. Not no, Silent, Silent Night. Night. Not Little Drummer Boy. Also Let it not snow. Little Drummer Boy. Let It Snow? Damn, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. I was trying to think of like ones, and I guess Silent Night, Holy Night, and it's actually like <laughs> Holy Night. Yeah. So uh, I was just thinking, like, that's what true. song has no association with Christ in that's, it? That's fair. So I guess uh, I was thinking, honestly, it was going to be one of those, but there, there we goes. go. It was broken for a second. Jingle Bells was originally co- composed, composed for the children to sing in a Boston Sunday school celebration. It meant it was meant for Thanksgiving season and had no connection to Christmas. I'd nice. like to know what the words were for that. Jingle That'd Bells? Be, yeah, to the the Thanksgiving Jingle Bells. I don't think it does. It doesn't have any. Is it? Actually, have Christmas is lyrics it, in it too. Is it? it Jingle Bell Rock? Is that like yeah, nope? Jingle, jingle Bell, Bell, Jingle no, Bell, Jingle Bell, Bell Rock is just Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it oh. is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. That seems very Christmas themed. Yeah, but I mean, it snows. I mean, it snowed and we're in November now. Dashing through the snow uh-huh. in a one horse open, open sleigh. Yeah. yeah. Over the hills they go laughing all the way. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing that actually says anything about Christmas in Making it, spirits so bright. Yeah. How fun it is riding, sing a sleigh song tonight. Oh, Jingle yes. Bells. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it, it's it, a song it that never ends. It? It's very it's very lamb choppy. It is mm. a song that never ends up. That one? Yeah. 
Um, how much uh, Christmas music have you listened to already this holiday season? Uh, we've got a Christmas classics playlist that we put on sometime. here in this house. Mm-hmm. Already on uh, on Spotify. You're disgusting people. Thank you. <laughs> Let the not turkey... a, we're not as disgusting as that Turkish delight. <laughs> Let the turkey roast, man. The turkey's fine. You I mean, got... we gotta have. We can listen to Christmas music at any you got... time. No, you got. Like, it's music. You got thirty days. I can listen to Halloween music now if I want to, even if it's past. Yeah, yeah I what? don't care. <laughs> Seasonal music. I, this is that's discriminatory to against music <laughs> in general. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You're not being woke. I get you can listen saying. to any music at any point in time. You can, it's but okay. I can still judge you on it. That's I don't care. Judge me behind <laughs> behind my back. No, though. I will only judge you. Go behind face. my back. <laughs> uh, what day is the Thanksgiving holiday observed in the United States? Duh. Third Friday in November, fourth Thursday in November, second Monday in November, and that's October. Uh, or third Thursday in November. The fourth Thursday in November. I think it's a third. Mm-mm. It's fourth? I don't know. Oh, it is fourth. Yeah. I second-guessed it. I was like, I don't know. Uh, in Thanksgiving, in the U.S., Thanksgiving is celebrated on the fourth Thursday in November. Canadians, though, fun fact, mm-hmm. observe Thanksgiving on the second Monday in October. That was a fun fact. Why do they celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, they just because they want to feel like they're a part of things. They're in North America, too. Oh, okay. But, like, I, I just, I always, I guess the way that we're taught it is very much a the creation of the United States kind of holiday. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's kind of very much sure. like the pilgrims who came over and the Indians who were here, the Native Americans who were here. That's whenever that the that in October was whenever they found and and they did that for Canada though. That it already ha- it had happened up there. It, it hadn't happened yet. Okay. This it was like a couple of years later, and they're like, I guess we're here, guys. <laughs> they slap already on, slap on some eel and cover it in maple syrup. Eh? <laughs> they already had. <laughs> Canadian accents. No, he's a French Canadian. So I mean, they just there were French people that came there, and oh, then they okay. were just that's how they started. They got talking. cold and immediately they were yeah. like, "Eh, I can't keep up this regular French accent, so I'm just gonna get a little lazy with it." If you guys don't mind, <laughs> yours is very much like a Northern Cheech and Chong. Can you pass the butter? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got like it. It has a little bit of a, a, a Cheech and Chong. Yeah, it's got a very like Tommy Chong, like kind of elongated like cadence on the back end of it. Like, can you pass the butter? Can like, you pass the butter? <laughs> like, it's got like a an elongated end to it. I like it. Um, what traditional eating utensil was not used in the first Thanksgiving? Is it Spork. knife? Fing- <laughs> was it your knife, your fingers, your spoon, or your fork? What was not used? What was not used? Yeah, you probably used your finger, I would assume. Probably used a knife. I don't know. Was the fork invented yet? Yes, spoon. You think it's spoon? Mm-hmm. I think it's fork. No. You're right. The fork was not invented yet. Pilgrims ate the first Thanksgiving meal with a knife, a spoon, and their fingers. The fork was introduced 10 years later by Governor Winthrop of Massachusetts, but really didn't catch on until the 18th century. That's stupid. I had a feeling because it's a lot, like, there takes a lot of, like, skill to make a fork, whereas, like, a spoon's just, like, here's a, a flat piece that kind of Which, has at a- this point in time... We've had blacksmiths building like swords that are like crazy and elaborate. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the the ones that are like really curved? It starts with an I. You know what I'm talking about? It's an I. Ishmartar, Ishmartar. I can't think of how you. I don't know. Curved sword. (laughs) One of them cords, curved swords, talked about. Uh, Uh, Shkimitar. That's it. 
Oh, I was getting me. there. I couldn't say it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, like, that we've created things that are like this and crazy elaborate, but we can't make a piece of metal with three prongs. But they didn't need it yet. They had They're pitchforks, just... even. They didn't They're... have pitchforks then. Yes, they did. You think? I promise. That was just in the movies. You can't believe everything you see in the movies. Okay. You have to be there. When were pitchforks? <laughs> I like this. Invented. Pitchforks were invented in ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> And the personal table fork was most likely invented in Eastern Roman yeah. culture and Byzantine Empire. That was after the that was uh, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that was after Thanksgiving. So we already had forks. The fork was technically invented in Eastern Rome, Listen, Roman Empire. We were it, the it, was a, it was in Americans. the fourth century. We sometimes we we shun away. We from don't things. have nothing. We're poor. <laughs> sometimes we shun away th- from things that make complete sense because Paul we're just like died from dysentery. <laughs> We're like, no, that's dumb. We don't believe in that. The devil put it here. All I was saying was just throwing out there that the pitchfork's probably been around for a minute. They maybe even had one there, and they were just like, no, we should just shrink this fucking thing and (laughs) use it for food. That's true. Uh, How many pilgrim women survived to celebrate the first Thanksgiving? Four. Oh, my God. Is it eight, four, 50, or 28? Eight. You think eight? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go 28. That's probably right. Nope. Four? (laughs) Oh, man. There are only four adult women who left the entire, left in the entire colony. And we have names of them. That's how many, how few there were. Eleanor Billington. (laughs) There was four. (laughs) That's how few there were. We have names. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Fisher Hopkins, Mary Brewster, and Susanna White Winslow. You forgot Eleanor Billington. I said her first and then I laughed a lot. Of course, there were the Ones who cooked and served the Thanksgiving meal. So they got all these motherfuckers who are like, "Feed me, woman." Mm-hmm. And there's four of them, and they know that like yeah, there's the other the other like twelve died from dysentery. Yeah. like I said previously, they got all these dudes, and you know they're all banging these women. They're like, all they get to do is like, they get to like take it from these guys, mm-hmm. and then they make food. Like, that's... do you think that they use protection? No. Why not? I mean, they had to build a country. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that they use any kind of protection though, like lambskin? No, they're they're more worried about repopulate. I mean, they're essentially, if these four women, like these four women, should be the fucking heads of Mount Rushmore because without them, we oh, don't wow. we don't really oh, wow. we can't reproduce. You, this is like the most woke thing you've ever said on this podcast. This is crazy. So you think that technically down the road that maybe one of these women could be related to you? They have to be. No, they don't have to be because That's true. we've had plenty of immigrants. Since we have then. had plenty of immigrants. <laughs> and also I guess there were Native American women as there well. There were as well, yes. <laughs> that we did rape and pillage their 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 uh, villages. So But if I like I went back into my family tree and I was just like, Holy shit, Mary Brewster is my fucking great 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 great. Well, grandma. I mean, if you want to be honest, if this white and Susanna White Winslow, if the white is like her maiden name, I do have whites in my family. Oh. Not like, you know what I mean? Not like the color, but I mean like the last name. Uh, well, you mean color. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's crazy. If these four women... You're no, crazy. Let's, let's break it down. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> well, these four women here, they got all this thing. No, no, no. Uh, okay. For real, though. If for real? They, these guys, one, needed to reproduce with these women in order to continue their colony to grow. Also... They clearly can't even cook a damn meal, so they would have died of starvation if these four women, women weren't around. Um, I feel like they probably could 
could cook a meal if it came down you to think? it and they needed to. They I probably just were like, you're a woman, do your work. I have seen a lot of uh, guys that I'd be worried if their lady wasn't around. What about me? Um, I'm a gourmet chef. You're good. You saw me grill those I dogs. Know. We grilled some dogs. <gasps> Remember when we grilled dogs? Wait, let's think back on that. Hmm. Where, how do I, where do I tell where Siri is at? Is there like a... She'll want, it's an alarm. It should ring. How do I check it? The alarm time? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. I don't either. Oh, I guess I do. Never mind. You do. <laughs> I've had one longer than I've had. At least for right now. I haven't had a new one. iPhone and... Or messed with any new iPhone in a long time. But you had one years for years. I had an iPhone 4S and it did not have Siri. It but you had... that was before Siri so. See, you call it Siri? Siri. What I call it? Siri. Siri. <laughs> You're forgetting your own, your own ploy. <laughs> I just call it whatever I want to. I'm just like, you know your name. You behave. Just. I bet I have to go to my clock app. Oh, uh, you want this water? No, I don't. I'm going to pour it right here. That way when it freezes. Oh, there it is. See, look. There. You found it. So I can walk in it tonight when I leave? No, I, <laughs> not, I'm not walking it. I just wanted it to freeze and so that way we could see what like a hot dog sickle would be. Hot dog water would be like. We're grilling. Yeah. The IFNZ people are grilling. Yeah. This is a grill. Recording? This is a grill cast. Are you recording? Yeah, I am. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> this is a, a grill cast for all you grillers out there. So this will be like in the middle of it, right? Could be. I would. Well, let's not put it at the beginning. We could throw it to it. We could be like, and here's here's us grilling. Well, I mean, we're not. Like, we're how gonna, did these we're get gonna, made? This won't be out of the order. Uh, this this technically should be the first of it. That's true, because it's the first thing we're doing in sequence. Yeah. Merry Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> And the first thing they're going to hear is an audio recorder from an iPhone before they hear that stuff of us. So we're... Uh, we'll toss a clip to it. Yeah. We're uh, we're doing the... Uh, what's the segment called? I don't know. Catch Up with Catch Up. Oh, Catch That's Up with it. Catch Up. Yeah. So we're holding up to our promise of uh, eating the banana, banana ketchup yeah. that we talked about last week. Yeah. And uh, so now we're we're doing it. We're we we're dogging it right now. Dog, we're raw we dogging it outside. The, oven. the it is what thirty twenty something outside. Yeah, I, I think it's in the twenties. No, I'll look it up. I want to uh, be exact. Twenty nine degrees. I got twenty seven even. Oh man. So outside grilling. It's cold. It's under thirty. And for those all, dogs already done? No. Oh. Not at all. Oh okay. Raw dogging. That one rolled on me early on whenever I went to go try and flip it before. I call that a roll dog. Roll dogs. Yeah, this is we're roll, right. Roll dog. <laughs> roll dog. <laughs> we're uh, we're test recording. We're getting kind of prepped because we're getting real close to that Black Friday special. Yeah. And uh, so we're just kind of making sure that we've got the ability to do things. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, what was I going to say about things? I don't know. Oh, we don't even have to throw to this clip. We can just talk about Remember when we grilled the, the dogs and then I'll just, <laughs> and just fade into it. Yeah. Wind chimes? I think I've got some wind chimes at home still. Do you? Yeah. You want to use the real wind chimes. <laughs> I realize that that's you totally unnecessary. Get, you can get a clip <laughs> online of just somebody doing professional quality wind chime work. And I'm like, king, 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> it's wild. I like it. It's wild. I have to hop inside so I can get these fries. Yeah, we can. Is, Let's is, do is it. Is it almost time? It don't matter. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I realize that it does matter. It's going to ring, and it's going to ring real loud right in your microphone. For Two minutes. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's go inside so I can throw this away and give those time to plump. And, uh, and we got two minutes left on the fries. Minute and a half. Minute and 19. Minute 18. and a half. Minute and 18. This is Whew. going down real quick. It is. It's like seconds. These are taking a long time to do. The long dogs. I'm not like actually cooked time. It's, yeah. It's taking a minute. Maybe it's just... It's just because of the weather. Well, I was thinking that at the same time, it's like, it's still registering that it's like 250. I think it should be plumping a little bit more. Maybe they're not plumpers. They're not as plump as they're normal, not but you can ball, see. Ball, yeah, they're, ball, not, they're not ball, ball, ball. <laughs> But they, 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 get, they get pretty thick. Yeah. Thicker than that. Those look like, those look like, uh, you know... A skinny uh, dude's wiener. Is that what you got? Just a skinny dude's wiener? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of skinny dudes winners. I'm into thick boys. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Usually, like a thicker guy has a littler wiener. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Like a like a, a, a fatty. I'm yeah. pretty chunk. Mine's huge. <laughs> no, not like your size. I mean, like. You should light the torch of Gondor. Like a big guy, because all of his all of his dick meat goes inside his body. <laughs> Uh, what happens when he gets excited? Does that not come out? I don't think so, from what I've heard. From what you've heard? Yeah. You know some you know some thick guys. I know. And they're just like, let me I know, tell you about my penis. I know a couple of girls who used to hang out with thick guys who used to walk around naked all the time. Why? And just why because they, they, why the guys, they're like, I don't they're care like, it's doing. little. I don't care if you see it hanging out. <laughs> I don't think there was much hanging from what I heard. No. <laughs> Micro. Yeah. And maybe that's not everybody. Not maybe dirty jobs, just... micro. No. Micro penis. <laughs> micro. <laughs> I never realized that that's his name. Micro. Yeah. Yeah. He's small. No. He's a normal size. He's a bigger guy. Even. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he put on a little bit of, uh, Muscles. swole muscle weight. Yeah. yeah. I'm planning on doing that. You putting on muscle yeah. weight? Sunday, I think, is when Planet Fitness opens up and my membership starts. Yeah. I'm going to get a little swole. You know what? Yeah. We'll help you get swole is eating these dogs. I mean, that's why we got to do Thanksgiving before Planet I start Fitness. Planet Fitness. <laughs> that's like a New Year's resolution thing, though. No, because like if you start that bullshit then, it's no, never going to come happen. No, not even happen. then. I mean, you, you could start it before. <laughs> I just may make sure that, like, that you've been doing it for like a month to a month and a half. Yeah. And then at that point, just be like, all right, I'm gonna, my New Year's resolution is to still do the thing that I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. You <laughs> it's already routine now. Start so. your good habits <laughs> now. You've heard it here first on the IFNZ podcast that you should start your good habits first. And as then, as soon as possible. And then you should commit to them. A murder. Your resolution. Com- commit to a murder. Your resolution. What are you doing there? I'm putting put them on the here second on the top top rack. I'm gonna turn up the heat just a smidge. Okay. So that you way don't want to char them, but you, you know, want to get yeah, a lot of get heat them a to plump, them. So. I got gotcha. you. Get that. That's a nice technique. Thing. Thanks. I've I've grilled. <laughs> I've grilled. <laughs> I haven't. I've turned this up a, just a smidge. All the heat just rises. Ah. Oh. Billow around it. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. I got rid of my grill. Yeah? Yeah, I remember I when I was trying to get rid of it. Yeah, it was yeah. like 20 something dollars. Yeah. And I was just like, that son of a bitch. I got rid of it. That son of a bitch. Got rid of it. I need to clean this one off and put it in the garage because yeah. it is going to be too cold to cook. No, I think this is great. You got it right by the door. It is right by so the door. So, like, you can you can fire that baby up and then go sit inside. But it's not even keeping me warm. <laughs> it's no, like, you immediately got to That's why we got to light the torch of the door. That's, what uh, that's you why warm. that's there. Yeah. No, that's just like, uh, it's got that citronella oil in it. No bones. Yeah. Keep the bones. I don't on. have to worry about that right now. No. They might be dead. 
No, they're not. For, We've had ants in the house not too long ago. We had to put out, like, stuff to kill the ants. And then uh, earlier today, for whatever reason, there was a brown ladybug in the house that I saw in the kitchen. I sure it was a ladybug and not a piece of poop? No, it was a brown ladybug crawling around. How they brown? Poop doesn't crawl. <laughs> I don't know. I was it brown? Yeah. There's brown ones. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's not just red and black. There's brown and black ones. Hmm. I've only seen red and black. Yeah, I think the brown, no, it's the other way around. I think the red ones can actually bite. Like, they, like they'll like they bite. Yeah, if, they suck. I've gotten yeah. bit by one. And, and then the brown ones don't. Oh, like they're non-provocable. Non, like, is it like but a, they, 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 is it like a male-female situation where like the, the boys are no, red? No, it is different ladies are types brown? of ladybugs. Okay. But the brown ones had a tendency to, like a couple years ago, for warmth, they would go to the attic. Oh, with yeah. all the heat from the house, you can just rise up into the attic, huh. as we learned with the grill. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we're, we're applying those always, methods. Always bringing it back around. Yes. But the heat would go up there, so they would just, like, nest up there. Yeah. So we had to, like, bomb up there to kill something. Makes before. sense. I, uh, this is a dumb question. Uh-huh. There are boy ladybugs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. You, you watch the bugs left. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. He's like, has a stogie. He's just like, I'm a boiling. And if I haven't See watched what? Bugs Life, I can watch it. See that? Yeah, they are plumper. Yeah, I can watch it now on Disney Plus. Oh shit, you're bringing everything around. <laughs> I think these should be done, right? You think? I would imagine so. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're good. I mean, I'm, you can technically eat a cold dog. I, I don't eat want a to. lot of cold dogs. I, don't, I think that's fucking gross. I frequently frequently did it as a child. <laughs> I frequently do it still to this day. <laughs> I don't eat a lot. Look at that one. Look at the suntan. <laughs> Tan lines. Those are a little floppier still. I don't know if those got nearly as hot as That's okay. the other ones. We'll say they're done. Yeah. I'll give me a nice firm dog. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, no, no, no. There's no McDonald's. There's no Kentucky Fried Chicken. So You don't know that. So if they... If these women are cooking their meals, they don't know how to prep food. They're going to die because they ate some raw meat because they're a bunch of dumb shits anyways. So, like, these four women saved the human race in the United States. Not everywhere. Because, obviously, America is not the only, uh, is not the, uh, you know, it's not the only place in the world. But the survival of the United States is on the shoulders of these four women. So let's give it up for Eleanor Billington, Elizabeth Fisher Hopkins, Mary Brewster, and Susanna White Winslow. In case you were wondering, uh, you should preheat your oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit um, for eel to be properly cooked. (laughs) Once eel's been cleaned of residual blood, then you pat the eel dry on the inside and out, and you rub salt all over the eel. Place the eel into a pan or cast iron skillet and generously drizzle it with oil and roast until the skin is crispy and brown and the meat is tender. It takes about 25 to 30 minutes. Can I take... That's nice. I really appreciate that fact. You need to take a picture so you can no, cook no, the no. eel for your dinner. Yeah, can I take work? a picture of that instruction? I don't know how to use the internet, and so like <laughs> this is going to be super helpful for me. No, um, can I take a moment to just like ask you a question that has nothing to do with Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Um have you noticed in recent time that when an emergency vehicle, such as an ambulance or a policeman mm-hmm. or woman or a, a fire truck yeah. passes you by? Or a water truck. Think about that. That's what that is. <laughs> a fire truck? Yeah, that's all it is. It's not a water truck. It's, it's a, a water truck. truck. Yeah. It carries water. That's fair. That's a good point. Um, that people don't get over for these vehicles any longer. No, not like they used to. 
Um, I've even seen funerals that people don't get over on the side of the road for. I don't do that. Why? I'm just joking. Oh, I was like, oh my god, you're a horrible person. But why is this happening? What is is this? Is this our the the parents of children not teaching their kids what is proper and respectful? No, I think it's just the times they are a changing, and but, kids are just like, I don't have time to be here. I have to get to where I'm going, and I don't care if mom and dad taught me this. I'm just gonna fucking go. I can't wait till it's their parent that's on the side of the road dead that that ambulance is trying to get to. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Wow. It's pissed me off so bad that these people don't get over on the side of the road. And, like, ambulance can't get by. At this time of year, Shad's thankful for dead parents. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it up for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, it's... I, do you see it? Do you see what I see? Do you, see, do you understand <laughs> do what I see? Do you see what I see? <laughs> do you understand that this is a problem? No. You don't see it? No, I, yeah, it's a problem. Okay. But do you see it? It's do you I see feel it I feel like it's I feel like it's more of a common courtesy thing than it is actually like a quote unquote problem. Um I mean it was taught in driver's ed. Yes. So I would think if that for it's a different a rule like of for the an road. emergency vehicle, it is definitely more That's more of what I'm concerned of. Yes. The 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 uh the funeral, the is, funeral more is just respect. like you rotten the hell whole, motherfucker the if whole you can't finish. other like lane is literally open and yeah. people are going slow in one side so you can go forward but yeah. you shouldn't yeah. because it's disrespectful absolutely that's the whole point of what i meant for that part the yeah, other yeah. part is a danger has you know yeah. it's a hazard i mean if something happened and the lanes need to split and you're trying to like do your best to get into that lane i mean you you're putting yourself at risk of being hit potentially by a fire truck or an ambulance because yeah. they need to get you, you to get the fuck out of the way. Absolutely. Or they get in an accident mm -hmm. and then can't go save those people. And also in the same sense, it is disrespectful. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a person that's like bleeding out potentially in an exactly. ambulance that's trying to get to a hospital and yeah. you're just like, oh no, I've got to get to fucking work on time and stuff. And I'm just like, it's okay. I'm sure work will understand that there was a man dying. Yeah, and from what I understand of time... It takes two seconds to pull over the side of the road for that thing to pass because they'll go by real fast if you let them. Yeah, they won't take very long. Um, yeah, it's just oh, it's the the world of uh, of shit. Warcraft. That is. Uh, is I do that. I did that last episode. I'm sorry. I need to stop it every time you keep Maybe. saying the world of something. That's what I would say. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I should stop saying the world of, and then I won't set you up for it. It's like I'm trying to finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> I yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? I get you there. Yeah. All right. Back to trivia. Jesus. <laughs> How many calories are there in an average... We're going to have time to talk about personal. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Nobody will mind. Uh, how many calories are there in an average Thanksgiving dinner? An average Thanksgiving yeah, dinner? Yeah, currently. Not like back in... Not when we were eating no, eel. I know. <laughs> we, our options are 1,500, 4,500, 3,000, or 6,000. I feel like 4,500 is where I'm going. I like 4,500. Yeah. I think that's a pretty valid... I'm going to do something different just to be different, but I'm going to go 3,000. Yeah, yeah, it was 4,500. That's pretty fair. That's crazy amount of calories. According to the Calorie Control Council, the CCC, or the C-cubed. Dude, how cool would it be to say, I work for the Calorie Control Council? <laughs> like, that's your job, <laughs> is to count calories for everything. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to know if you don't tell them. That I work for the CCC? No, nobody's going to know the calories and things if you oh, don't tell them. I thought you meant that I work for the CCC. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> The average Thanksgiving dinner contains 4,500 calories. That's 3,000 for the meal itself and another 1,500 for drinks, desserts, and appetizers. I'm going to look up the Calorie Controls Council and see if they're hiring. Okay, good deal. 
And in the meantime, I will tell you these more two two pieces of trivia. Okay. Uh, which of the following NFL teams traditionally hosts an annual Thanksgiving game? The Denver Broncos, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, or the New York Giants? I feel like I don't know this. I didn't know that there was Is it the a... Giants? Mm-hmm. I feel like I always see the Giants. Let's do it. No. no? Cowboys. Let's do it. Yep. Yes. It was one of those two. With I think. the exception of 1975 and 1977, the Dallas Cowboys have participated in an NFL football game every Thanksgiving day since 1966. So for over 50 years now, outside of two years, they've always hosted a game. Hmm. I'm like, hey, guys, you want to play a game? You guys. All right. Last game games. before we move on. Our last trivia question before we move on. What is the first department store to hold the Thanksgiving parade? Is it Macy's, the classic? Is it JCPenney's? Is it Gimbel's? Or is it Steiger's? Uh, I would assume it's Macy's, but... I feel like it's a trick question. I'll say it's Steiger's just to be different. I want to go I, Steiger's, I too. Feel like it's, we'll I think it's Macy's, though. Yeah, we'll go with Macy's. Gimbal's Parade. Gimbal's. I knew it was going to be something weird. The Gimbal's Parade, now known as the 6 ABC Dunkin' Donuts Thanksgiving Parade, was first held in Philadelphia in 1920. Jeez. That is old. Are they are they hiring at the CCC? They are not right Ah, now. I looked at their job uh, listing on LinkedIn, and there's nothing. I gotcha. In case anybody was wondering, let's get a new job out there. Let's uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we're very thankful for you, uh, our audience, as we as we introduce you know, Thanksgiving I'm thankful season. for you season. and yes, your podcasting prowess. You like that? You are a god among men, <laughs> as far as talking goes. Yeah, but most other things, nah, not so much. <laughs> I really, uh, I feel like I may have a little more tongue than I need to have. Um, like I may, I'm looking into a surgery to trim out some of my tongue because I trip over it when I'm talking. Sometimes for real, casting. no, I'm not. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm thankful for you. Okay, you you cook a good dog. Thank you. Um, we are uh, keep a lookout for us. Um, Ugh. <laughs> keep a lookout for us uh, coming up with our Black Friday special. Uh, just gonna mention that before we head into the personals side of things. Do we have another game? I I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. Unless you want to play uh, Getting to Know You Thanksgiving Edition. No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll skip it. We did Getting to Know You pretty recent. We did. We did. We got to know each other. Um, What you been been up to? I heard that you've been playing a game. I have been playing a game. I've been playing a couple games. Would you like to hear about both games? I would. I'm going to just kick back, relax, and listen to you talk about games. If you was to guess one of the two games that I've been playing... What would that be? Well, considering I know what one of them is, I'm not going to guess that one. I'm going to say that I'm guaranteed you played Destiny. I did. <laughs> Destiny 2 Shadowkeep has had their Halloween event. It's still ongoing as of this time of How recording. How long does it go on? Uh, it's usually lasts. It started on the 29th, and I think it lasts two weeks. Okay. So it's about to end pretty soon, if not already happened. I'm not sure. I haven't been on since like Sunday or Monday or something like that. Um Anyway, though, uh, it's been pretty cool. It's it's the same thing that they kind of did last year. They added a little spooky? bit more content. Yeah, they they changed the entire tower around. They actually add in like trees and all kinds of like jack o' lanterns and different dark things all around. Like it's, oh, it's that's fully cool. decorated for. It. It's called Festival of the Lost. It's their way of like we're celebrating the guardians that we have lost permanently, and this is kind of us honoring them. If um, I go on Destiny Two right now, mm-hmm. 
and do I have to do anything, or can I see this right nope. away? It's you. You're able to participate in Just the festival loss without having to purchase any of the expansions. And okay. It's the, the I don't have to have like a certain it. light level to see this or anything like that. No, no, it's just okay, in the just hub in the world. Um, oh, it's in the hub, the hub world. Yeah, like okay. whenever you go to the tower, you can interact with everything that's there. Um, there's a a woman that's there who I can't remember who it is. I think it's it's not Eris. I can't think of her name. I think it starts with a T. Tara. Tara yeah, Morn, something like that, or whatever it it's is. Tara. But she is in the tower, and she will give you uh, different quests to do inside what they call the Haunted Forest, which is a uh, a dark version of the Infinite Forest from the uh, from the uh, the uh, Osiris expansion on Mercury. Oh, um, it's like a simulation type of a thing, and they have like a, a haunted version of it that has like. You're basically trying to go through these cycles of going through the forest as many times as possible in one instance with up to two of your friends or two people that you just get paired with online. Gotcha. Um, once you hit this time limit and it's gone down, you get cut off. You have to finish that loop that you're on, and then you get loot at the end of it. Um, your loot that you get is candy. You get strange, really? you get strange coins, which are actually <laughs> chocolate-covered coins. Cool. Um, and you collect all these different things, and uh, what you do... This time of uh, this time around is they have it to where you collect different masks, and uh, the masks look like different characters that are from there. And once you've collected at least five of the masks from her, um, you unlock this triumph. And for unlocking the triumph, you can get a maxim maxed out uh, full new auto rifle called the Braytech Werewolf, and it's uh it's like highlighted blue like all around like the gun it like looks like you can see the bullets in the clip but everything's like like luminescent blue and uh it's a pretty decent auto rifle and it comes at 950 light which is the cap right oh. now so you get the gun at 950 light even if you were like joining in and you were playing at, like light level say like 750 or 800 or something like that you would still get a 950 light gun but i can't use it yet you would still be, you would be able to use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you think long? that you had to be at that light level to use it? No, you don't have to. Okay. You'll be able to use it, and you'll have that that higher of a, that'll bump you up quite a bit if you were pretty low oh, to be I able see. to have that. Um, but it does cost one thousand candy to get it, even after you've collected the mask. So you got to do a lot of trick or treating. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of just kind of grinding and going through the infinite force. You can get candy and and the strange coins in different instances too, like. Um, as long as you're wearing the Festival of the Lost Mask, mm -hmm. um, you can go and play like multiplayer, like Crucible and stuff like that, and they give you candy for like oh. kills and stuff that you get in it. Or and then at the end of the matches, they'll give you the coins and stuff too. Okay. So you can go and do other events and kill enemies in different places and stuff, and still earn candy as long as you're wearing that mask. That's gotcha. how that kind of works. Did I tell you that I uh, that I gave away those zombie skittles for my trick or treaters? You didn't. I, I knew that you were <laughs> talking about it before yeah. we left, but you didn't. I totally say. did. I only had three trick or treaters, but. Uh, uh, two of them are these uh, teenage boys that probably weren't uh, young enough to be trick or treating, but I loaded them up with them zombie skittles. Nice. At least they're at least they were trick or treating, not out doing them drugs. That's true, and I didn't get any TP on my on my uh, house, so it's because you gave that to the teenagers. I did. I did. Um, Do, if you if you had to pick the spookiest planet, which one would it be? Like, would it be Mercury? No, I mean they they just kind of deck out the forest like it's. Technically called the Infinite Forest, and uh, it, they just kind of make it like it, when you're walking through this, like these different bridges and these different instances, everything's like super dark. It doesn't like eliminate until you get closer mm -hmm. and closer to doing what you're doing. And they throw in a uh, there's like a, a hive 
knight that's in the in the game that has like a sword on him mm-hmm. and he's like unkillable. Like there's nothing you can do to kill him. It's like like having like a Michael or a Jason or Jason Voorhees or whatever chasing yeah. you um around and in specific he'll randomly pop up and whenever he does you can't kill him he will be able to kill you in one hit no matter what nice so you just have to like oh shit there he is and you have to just kind of hop away so it's like a kind of adds in like a little bit of a a thing for it but in Um, real life what is what would you consider the scariest planet i don't know you know in real life yeah irl uh Either one we don't know, or you're talking about like one, like out of like the, in our solar system, in our, in, our, system. In, our, in the Milky Way, um, identified an identified planet within our solar system. I like Venus has always looked kind of creepy, a little creepy. Um, Is Pluto I, still considered a planet? I don't know if they I think they debunked I, it. I feel like it goes that that has since been like, hey, it is a planet again, and then it's not again, kind of a thing. Like they're it's a still dwarf like unstarted. planet. I think maybe is the word yes, they use. I think that that is exactly which is like right. a baby planet. But it's, you know, I don't feel like that's scary. It's all icy and whatnot. That's, that's it doesn't like, like, like saying that I a dwarf like isn't like a real human. Venus or Neptune, and I don't think that that's fair. I mean, they're like dwarf planet, not a real planet. I'm like a dwarf human is a real human. He's a real person. Mm-hmm. You should treat him like a real person, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 What about the moon? I think the moon's pretty scary because it's like a That's zombie not planet. A planet. It's like a now hear me out though. It's like a zombie planet because it doesn't have a core, so it doesn't have like a soul. So it's like how do you know it doesn't have a core? Um, I don't think they do, do they? We haven't drilled down into it or anything. Yeah, do I they? don't think though. Uh, that's my that's my you opinion. I think it's just like a solid rock. It's my belief. I think it's a. I think it's like a. It's dead inside, kind of like well, not a zombie. That wouldn't be a zombie. That'd be like a vampire, maybe. Okay. What what's what's what doesn't have a, a heart? It's heartless. Heartless. A heartless. A heartless planet. <laughs> we haven't talked about Kingdom Hearts yet, so that's what it is. That's our Kingdom Hearts moment of the day. Yep. Folks, there uh, it is. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Death Stranding. How is it? Uh, I, I saw a, a really cool advertisement for it uh, with Rick and Morty on it, mm-hmm. and that's all I know right now. So <laughs> there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of misdirection as far or not misdirection really it, it, the the reviews are kind of teetering back and forth and so there's there's a lot of people saying this is an amazing experience it's a great game and stuff and then there's this other swath of people saying this is garbage we don't understand why this is a thing so it's crazy you know, they probably don't understand it well here's the thing with it and this is something that Kojima said. It was like, why do you, like, they asked him, like, why do you think that a lot of, like, uh, American reviewers are primarily, like, kind of dogging on it? And then some European reviewers are, but most of, like, the European the and Asian markets are yeah. hailing it as, like, a kind of a success and stuff. Ah. And he, they asked him, they was like, oh, it's, I mean, there's not gunplay really in it. It's, it's not about gunplay. It's nice. not about, it, it's basically about survival and transportation. Okay. So, like, the, the biggest swath of the game is you delivering packages that from baby. one place to another. Not the baby. The baby's there to help you. Oh, okay. I'll explain that. He's sidekick? Uh, he is your sidekick. Yes. Um, and it has a name. It reminded me a lot about, and it was very, it reminded me of The Mandalorian. In a way, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I hope that happens. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> what a way to be brought up. <laughs> um, so the game basically starts off, it starts explaining kind of these different like swaths of, of, of what you've been seeing from these advertisements. What's a swath? Uh, large clumps. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I, that wasn't, a, I wasn't digging at you. I really haven't heard the word swath very much. So. 
So it, it's explaining these uh, these large chunks of what you've been seeing and all these trailers and advertisements yeah. that have been coming out pretty early on, honestly, and that way you mm-hmm. kind of know. So what the actual concept of what a death what death stranding is, okay, um, what the creatures are that leave the handprints that you see in the trailers and everything as well as like you know like what what the baby is for and everything. And I'm only probably like four hours or so in. I'm not very deep into it at all, but. Yeah, it's not very combat heavy. It's more or less like survival, trying to escape what they call the BTs, which are which is like basically dead souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, excuse me, it's uh it's the BTs that you're trying to escape and stuff. It's transporting different packages for people from place to place because the whole concept of the game is um, you're trying to as Sam Porter Bridges or Sam uh, Porter Bridges trying to connect the world and the United States back together again because it's been separated for a, a large chunk of time. That's kind of cool. Because of the Death Stranding and the event that happened, and it's basically a collapse in a way. Do they say, call it the event like they do with uh, with the invasion on uh, New York City in the Avengers movies? No, they they, they call it the, the Death Stranding. Oh, like okay. that's, that's basically what happened. There's this... Uh, it, they haven't really dived too much into the actual like deep lore of it, but whenever the Death Stranding came about, it's had a... Uh, it it had this like cataclysmic event that happened over the course of the of the United States. Um, there's a uh, so whenever a person dies, they enter what they call a state of necrosis, and so they're dead over the course of the period of between twenty four to forty eight hours. Their body will start to begin like the decaying process. But after the death stranding occurred, this this event that happens anytime a person dies their body basically turns into a nuclear bomb. Okay. So you'll see them like they start kind of turning like black on the top of the, like on their body mm-hmm. and the black turns into this like weird gold, like almost looks like gold flakes covering their body and is it starts like, like floating out. Is that what Hannibal Lecter's character is? Hannibal Lecter. Mads? Yeah. No, they haven't really talked too much about his. You see him in flashbacks or oh, something right. and it's, it's whenever he the- kind of got a, a darkness to him. Uh, see, I haven't seen that part. Oh, okay. So the only time I've seen Mad's character so much, I don't even know his name yet in the in the game. Yeah, is he's holding the baby. You don't even see him holding the baby. You're from the baby's perspective, and it happens every single time that you that the uh, Sam or Norman Reedus' character plugs the baby into his body. Okay. And it lights up and turns orange. He sees this flash basically from the baby's perspective, and it sees Mad's holding him, and he's just like, "Don't worry, baby. I'll take care of you." And it's just like running and stuff like that. And he's supposed to be like the villain, quote unquote, of oh. the game or a bad guy at least. Yeah. And he's just like trying to take care of his baby. And every single time that I've seen him so far, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here with him. But nice. that's the only time I've seen him. And it's just it looks like regular ass Matt Mickelson trying to run from something. There's like an alarm going off you hear. And it's like some kind of an event. And he's trying to protect this baby. Cool. Um, baby. He's getting that baby. Um, so... So the, uh, the it starts deteriorating their body, and after a point in time, basically the collapse happens, and they go into full necrosis, and 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 they just explode, mm-hmm. and it leaves a full crater. Anything that's in its path, just like a nuclear bomb going off, yeah. literally. And this happened all over the United States, and it basically segmented the entire United States to the point where the only way we could find means to stop this from happening is incinerating the body completely first. 
and it has to be in like a like a sealed tight compartment they have these different incinerators that you see in the game and uh i've actually delivered a body on my back to an incinerator which was norman reese's character's mom oh she died and she's the president of the united states or what's of the united cities of america or whatever Mm -hmm. they call it um right now and she passes away and he's carrying her body on his back and you have to put her in the incinerator and it goes down like it puts her on this like table goes down underneath these like two glass panes and it closes it off and you just see it and it starts burning her body away and this smoke that comes out they have to do it these incinerators because whenever you burn somebody that's going through this process of uh the necrosis if you inhale that that smoke and stuff that it's got this i forgot what they called it um it's got this particles of this stuff inside of it and if you breathe it in it can uh it can kill you as well Dang. So they have to do that in a facility that's far away from the cities. And uh, those particles also kind of had, have a tendency to trigger what they call time fall. That's another important thing to the game. Anytime it rains in the game, uh, the rain is called time fall. Ever since this happened, this, is, this has been a thing that's happened, that ha- is in the game. So mm-hmm. if you're in the rain, you're exposed to anything, it causes rapid aging. As soon as the rain touch, touches you and stuff, it, it starts causing you to age. Holy shit. You even see like a part in time where like water drips on uh, Norman Reedus' character's hand, and he's got one drop of his hand where it just looks like it automatically turns to like an 80-year-old man. Like the rest of his hand looks like a regular, normal, young, youthful hand, and the rest, and that one dot is like super wrinkled all of a sudden. We call that an age spot. Yes, or a uh, liver spot. Liver spot. <laughs> but it's uh, but Timefall does that, and it's like you see that pretty early on in a game. There's a guy that has a. Uh, I think it's what hits. happens in real life. Like, uh, like that's where the liver spots come from. It's just, it's, it's just rain. It's just Timefall. We just didn't know that Timefall so, exists yeah, yet exactly. until now. Yeah. Thank you, Hideo. Yeah. Um, Kojima got us. So there was a. There's a guy that you see it happen early on. His his uh, hood is down. He's not like prepared for the rain to come. Mm-hmm. Rain comes. He's pinned underneath a car, and they can't pull him off in time. So it's just raining on him, and he's like flailing around. He's just churning older and older as the time goes on. Dang. And they're trying to like do their best to cover him and shit. Um, and the BTS that those creatures are like anytime somebody dies in this and the necrosis happens or whatever, they basically just turn into like a demon spirit that's attached to. Uh, both the demonic world and our world, and they're attached using uh, to the Death Stranding, as you will, mm-hmm. and that's why they're they're there. Like this whole game has to deal with like both life and death are now like touching the same surface. So it's it's like we're a part of one another's world. We mm-hmm. can see the dead, the dead can see us, and they're there. And we're trying to coincide, but it's not really a coincision. It's yeah. like they just want you to die too to be a part of it, and just you know, they're let not the playing rest. well with us. Yeah, not at all, and. So as the Bridges Company, your and part of the Bridges Company, Sam Porter Bridges, uh, the main character you play as is Norman Reedus. They are does he run the company? No, oh. no. There's a director too that you end up meeting. Um, his name is Die Hardman. That's not right on the <laughs> Die Hardman. Die Hardman. And Guillermo del Toro's in it, and his name is Deathman. Oh and he's boy, a doctor, um, Doctor Deathman. Oh um, but uh. <laughs> So as this, you, you're you're a porter. Well, that's the other part of his name. He's he's a porter. He d- does deliveries, uh-huh. and that's the whole point of the game. Is like a teleporter? No, no, just isn't a porter. Like a porter is a na- another name for a person that does like delivers parcels from place to place. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so 
as a porter, you're, you're, you're supposed to deliver uh, things from place to place or across the country and different things. That's, that's part of the, the biggest chunk of the game is you delivering packages from place to place. And it's important. Like some of it's like when the, like the first big chunk of the mission is like you're delivering morphine for your dying mother. You didn't know it was your dying mother at that point in time until you get there, basically. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, my God, it's my mom and she's dying. Yeah. Um, and you're delivering morphine from one part of this uh, city to the other. Um, so that we can do it, but they're like Harold is kind of like the bravest and best of us kind of a people because they're out there braving the timefall, the BT is getting past everything that everybody's all held up into these small cities now and just trying to make the best of it and living together because nobody wants to leave the cities because all of the BTs and everything else are out there and they yeah. can't, they don't want to risk dying. So all of these people that are porters are out there risking their lives, trying to do all this. So everybody kind of heralds them as heroes. Uh, so he's a very well-known porter because he's like one of the best. Gotcha. Just like, you know, our Mandalorian is one of the best. Yes. That we know of and love. Absolutely. Yes. But uh, I'll talk more about it whenever I get more into goes it on. and hit some more of the story beats and stuff. I kind of briefly kind of described what, what is kind of going on right now. So far, I'm to a point to where Sam is about ready to cross the country and find these different cities and kind of turn on these terminals to basically find means to connect to the entire nation once and for all again. Cool. And there's really cool systematic things that are going on underneath the hood, too, because everything is connected, including like on the internet and other people that are playing. That's the whole point. Like they want you to be connected together. And it's not that we're seeing each other in the world, yeah, but things that you do are affecting how other people play. So if I leave down a ladder to, that goes across like a giant Canyon or something like that, and I lay down ladders that stays there and somebody else will be able to use that ladder to traverse across it. Hmm. So we're able to help each other in that way as paths are like going back and forth between, you know, specific, like from one city to the next or from one city to the incinerator and stuff they actually have it integrated as more and more uh, players of the game are walking on that path. It actually starts making and forming a natural like dirt path. Down. Yeah. That's cool. You can lay down roads and bridges, and those stay in the gameplay as well. If uh, somebody drops a package off their back and they have to run away because they're in a situation where there's BTs around them and they can't yeah. get it and pick it up, then you can actually see packages in the world and pick them up and deliver it, and you get half of like the praise for it, and they get half the praise for it. Huh. So because you, you helped each other yeah. out that way. So that's what Kojima's thing was. Is like the whole motto for the game is tomorrow is in your hands. Um, we have to come together, yeah. you know, as porters and help each other out. And that's it's neat. like trying to bridge gaps and saying like, hey, check this out. We're making a developing a game that in, no matter what you do and you're interacting with other people without even knowing it yeah. and you're helping one another. Yeah. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come yeah. from or anything like that. We can all help each other. Yeah. Kind of it's more of a bigger world kind of definitely. thought process yeah. that isn't just that was like game. That was kind of what he was kind of envisioning with it. Yeah. It's definitely not for somebody that's Which, like, I want to run and gun and do all this stuff. They give you like grenades and some remedial weapons and stuff in the game eventually from what I've seen, but I it's see. all just ways to kind of escape. I like you give you a gun that will shoot out like the I don't know what it's called. You know the the Flare. thing is no, it's uh it's like it's like the t- two balls on the ends of like string and it spins around and you oh, like yeah. wraps up somebody's legs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I don't know what it is either. But, but like Batman has it and mm-hmm. stuff too. They have that like in a gun form so that you can like shoot at some like an enemy's legs that's like chasing after you because it's very much more of a uh, pacifist kind of approach. Yeah. You have grenades and the grenades are actually made of your pee and poop. 
Mm. Um, and awesome. it's like it's actually like crushed down centrifuge style, and it turns into a thing. And because like those natural elements that are inside your body can actually like kill and deteriorate away, deteriorate. Um, some of the stuff that like the BTs are because it's like from your life force and stuff. And yeah. whenever you throw that grenade and it explodes or something, it like deteriorates They're parts of like of their death. stuff. Yeah. So, so it's sense. like, it's using your own natural stuff, recycling That's it cool. and then turning it into that. So it's, it's got a lot of weird quirkiness to it and it's definitely not for everybody, yeah. but I'm digging it so far a lot. And it's not just because I've got a hard on for Kojima yeah. that does help. Yeah. But I just think from, a perspective of thinking like there's never been a game like this yeah. and I'm enjoying the ride and the story's really awesome. Like cool. the story writing is like up there with like Damon Lindelof and Abrams writing lost shit. Like yeah. it's that kind of like nice. up that, up that alley. So if you like that kind of writing and you're in wanting to dive into something, that's a definitely a more unique experience. Check out Death Stranding. It's good stuff. I like that. I like that. It's something new and they're bringing to the table and hate is going to hate. I don't know why they got to yeah. hate. Why are they going to hate? I don't know why. I mean, you know, whatever. Have you been playing some stuff? I haven't played a damn game again. Not one game. Not one game. I played a couple of mobile things for like a five seconds, and I was like, this is dumb. I don't like this game. Okay. Um, I got the Apple Arcade for like a, a, brief, a hot moment just because I had a free uh, like two weeks you, of it or whatever. You said you've been watching some movies. I did some watch some TV movies. stuff. I did. Um, we'll talk about, I don't know how many we'll get to because there's a lot of them. Uh, but first and foremost, I just recently watched Midsummer. Oh, Midsummer! Yeah. yeah, watched it. How you like it? Have you heard anything about it? I know, it I know, out? I know the premise of the story and okay. stuff, but I don't know. I've never watched it, so it's I don't know. Wild, yeah, it is very wild. So um, essentially, the premise is is that there is this girl. Um, she seems to be, she's in there and she's in college. She's got a boyfriend. Uh, he's also in college. He has a group of friends and they all want to go to Sweden for, um, a spring, spring break. break, spring break, spring break. Uh, but, uh, they're going cause they're writing their thesis papers and stuff like that. And one of them wants to write it on this, um, holiday, this kind of summer solstice holiday that is uh midsummer. And uh, one of the guys is from Sweden that's in this group of friends. And he's like, come to my family's uh, house and they have a big celebration for it. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be cool. Um, short story long, the girlfriend ends up coming with the group of guy friends who are going to have this great time in Sweden and just kind of do stuff. Comes along um, because she's having a hard time. And um, so they go to this this event. And the event turns out to be very weird as things go on. There's a lot of visual things that are, are cues to it all. Uh, at the very beginning, there's a tapestry, like a, a, a big image that you see um, that's split off into four sections. One of the first one being like a nighttime kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. one of them having a bear and one of them having this giant creepy sun. And they all kind of look like things. And immediately I'm going, because I've been told by someone who's already seen it, hey, um, this is weird, and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. So I'm immediately, my senses are heightened. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be different than a normal uh, little movie here. Um, and mind you, I actually never even watched the trailer. When you watch the trailer, I never went back and watched it. So I knew nothing about it except for um, that it was a movie, it was weird, and that there was a lot of laughing that you you would find there would be a lot of funny parts to it. Um, <laughs> potentially in this movie. And I was like, okay. Um, so 
I'm I'm going through. Immediately, I go. These visuals are going to be important. So the tapestry goes from this this nighttime section over here goes into a nighttime in the story, and the girls there and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, this is probably there's four parts to this movie. It's these four sections of this tapestry. They're going to kind of piece together. Got it. Figured it out. Uh, and as it all goes on. I wish I would have had, like, I wish there was a DVD case that had that tapestry picture there. Cause I've I got a computer that I have along. a tapestry no, picture. No, 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 not right now. Like, while I was watching uh, the movie, I wanted to kind of follow along with it um, because I had a feeling that it was all kind of tied together. And uh, and so they they go to this farm, and immediately they kind of get into the the weirdness. which that's it? Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, there, there's a lot of just little rituals that kind of happen with it that are kind of odd, uh, that lead to, uh, these deaths that kind of feed into it. Um, and once again, the images start coming up, they sleep in this big barn that has imagery all over it. There's, um, kind of flashes of pictures that kind of come throughout the whole thing. Um, I don't want to give too much of it away except for it's more of like the horror of a cult than it is like a slasher film or anything like that. Sure. Um, it's definitely like, here's these people who are into something that's really weird and, uh, and they just kind of go into it. One of the things I thought was really super interesting that they did though on this was like when somebody got upset, somebody was crying or anything like that. The, the group of people in a very creepy kind of way would mimic the person. So like say you were kind of hysterical and crying, I would stare right at you and I would kind of yell and cry and, and scream in hysterics at you equally. Hmm. And it was almost seemed like in the way that it was done was very kind of uh, haunting in that these people are that messed up that they feel like this is a way of coping like helping you cope with these emotions and like they're with you and they're understanding they're going yeah. through these emotions with you. Um, that was weird. They have these lifespans of a person and they're split up into four sections. And it's kind of funny cause they're talking about like from this age to 72 is your, your elderly age. And they're like, well, what happens at 72? And he's like, well, that's the end of your life. And then they go to this, this uh, ceremony where these people have become 72 mm -hmm. and they just jump off the edge of a cliff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the end of the life, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, uh, that's their way of dealing with it instead of growing old and aging and having body issues like where you're falling apart and, mm -hmm. and mental issues and, and dealing with dementia and things like that, they just end their life at 72 hmm. instead, I guess. Wild. It is wild. Oh, one of the parts I liked about it was that you're still a child until you're like 35 or 36, I think, and you your working age is like 36 to 55 or something like that. Wow, that's like that's when you are. I wish adult. somebody would have told me that <laughs> early on. I was like, man, I'd still be a child. Mm -hmm. um, but I I thought that it was a a very interesting um, movie. A lot of uh, drugging people. Um, and them not really knowing that they're being drugged um, in it. Uh, that like looks I, fun. Like I said, a lot of culty type situations, um, a lot of uh, ritualistic sex acts, 
within it. No, not a lot. One. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a nice flower dress involved. It was weird. I highly recommend it. Um, if you want just a weird movie. Uh, I didn't laugh at all. Though I was, I didn't think uh, it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> though the person I was sitting next to was laughing the entire time, so uh, I, I don't know what that means. But uh, I don't know either. Check out that Midsummer. There's a bear. Uh, they kill the bear. This one? Uh, no, not that bear. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's what's up there. Um, I also watched The Lion King, the new one. Yeah, I watched. Have you seen it? No, no. Um, it's. It's okay. How's Donald? He's good. He's good. I I was underwhelmed by this uh, more than I thought I was actually. Like I knew that I was gonna like kind of not really care a lot about it because the animated one's done so well. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe this isn't. Uh, I'm not on the side of this is a live action remake of it. Yeah, I'm of the side that this is just a a more detailed animated version of it because. It's not real animals, so it's just animation. Yeah. Um, and it's just animals talking still. Just uh, CGI, boy. Yeah, it's just CGI instead of a hand-drawn animation. Um, the Everything looked really good, but I felt like I could have seen it all in about 10 minutes and and skipped the rest of the movie. I mean, you got the picture. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen. I got, yeah. got an idea. I, I didn't like that Scar was uh, the normal color of a lion. They made him realistic, like an actual, like just a mangy lion instead of like, he didn't have a, a, a black did mane. Did he have a scar? He did have a scar. Okay. Yeah. He had a scar. Um, I mean, I've never seen what he looks like. Who I, did scar? Is that Jeremy Irons? I don't know. Originally, I think it was, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Like Jeremy Irons, like uh, Alfred from Batman? Is he is Alfred from Batman? I don't think so. No. I know who you're talking about. No, that's definitely not Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Originally. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, that's not Jeremy Irons. Mm. I mean, that's that is, is Jeremy that is, Irons. <laughs> I mean, Alfred is not Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I don't remember who Alfred is, but that doesn't matter. It's not what we're talking about. Now. Yeah, that is. That's Jeremy Irons. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's Alfred. Yes, and Ozymandias. He's not. I mean, he's Ozymandias now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alfred, old Alfred, current Ozymandias. Old Alfred in. Batman Ben Affleck be Superman. He's yes. Bat Batflex Batman. He's Batflex. Batflex Super, Alfred. Yes. Yeah. But oh he was gosh. he was he's Scar in that the original sense. Iron King. That's that's what I was trying to think because I couldn't. I don't know who did his voice now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's okay. It was I. I'm sure kids love it. Um, and they're gonna dig it because it's just that's their Lion King, and that's cool. I don't have any problem with that. But uh, it just it didn't do. And I a guess lot I get me. it. I mean, I don't expect a lion. There's not lions out there that have <laughs> black manes, anyways. But and green eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have green eyes. They're just not like piercing green eyes. No, they're not lime. Not no, them lime. They're not green. lime green. Yeah, I don't know. Here you go. It's a uh, Chawatel Ejo Four. It's got a lot of letters in his name. That's a hard word to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard name to pronounce. Um, yeah. So it was okay. It was okay. Um, I also watched Rocket Man. Rockman. So this movie um, came out shortly after Bohemian Rhapsody. Right? Tyrion Egert. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I have watched a Tyrion Tyrion Egerton. I think. Yeah. I can't say that I've watched him in anything yet. Um, I know that he's in the the uh, uh, Kingsman movies, and mm-hmm. he plays Robin in that Robin and uh, Robin Hood movie. There he is. Um, but Taron. 
So this movie came out, uh, like I said, shortly after Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Did you see Rocket Man? No. Okay. So Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought was good. I didn't think it was as good as they made it out to be. Uh, but Rocket Man was phenomenal. Rocket Man was great, and yeah. I felt like it was living in the shadows of Bohemian Rhapsody. Like everybody was on the high of Bohemian Rhapsody and didn't pay. That's because to it's about Man. another gay guy, but this one's still alive, so people don't care about him as much. It could be. I think that's it. I don't know if the gay part plays into it really at all. No, um, I mean just most of the, the it's two biopics about gay men overcoming specific things and adversities. I would assume. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it had more to do with both of their musical careers. No, um, specifically but, about the being gay. That's but it. I I, I don't personally know why I clicked on that. I personally think that uh, you do have something there though, is that you've got someone who's dead and someone who's alive. Yes, someone who is I think widely recepted is received as a rock god in Freddie Mercury. And you've got uh, the you've got Elton John who isn't he's Crocodile Rock. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I don't know if people like Elton John get the respect that they get. Elton John technically pop, I guess. I guess so. I didn't really know what genre he gets pretty rock and rolly though. He can. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know if his middle name is Hercules. It is. I did not know that. Um, Elton Hercules John. That is all made by him though. That's not actually his name. It is though. If he did it, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Mm. It's his real name. Gross. Um, But yeah, he set Hercules as his middle name. Genres: rock, pop, rock, glam rock, soft rock. So everyone is rock. He's all all rock and all rocks. Cool. Good. There's no crocodile rock in there. No, yeah. Uh, but so this this movie I thought was done so well. If you like musicals, um, I thought that this played very much like a musical did. Cool. This could be uh, put into a stage show pretty You easily. know I like musicals. Yeah. Um, so I, I would actually recommend this one over Bohemian Rhapsody, though I usually I like Queen as a band better than I like Elton John, uh, but I do love a lot of Elton John songs. Uh, highly recommend it. Taron Edgerton did a great job. Like I said, I've, I've never seen him in anything else that I know of. Uh, I've heard of him, obviously. We've talked about him a few times. Um, but I thought that he got really immersed into this character and just did a did a, a swell job. He did a swell job. Um, I watched Tolkien. You watch a lot of biopics. I told you, I watch a lot oh, yeah. of uh, Tolkien, you can skip it. Oh, we are gonna skip it. I, I mean, you can just. Are skip you gonna the talk movie. about it or you it's just okay. skip it? Um, I mean, it, there was the only things that were really cool about it was that when he was going through, like he, it was about like Tolkien himself enlisted in the war, um, World War One, mm-hmm. I do believe, and yeah. and fought in that. And while he's going through that journey, kind of becoming a man, uh, being enlisted in the war, meeting his, uh, I believe, his wife. Um, he kind of has visions of how he would translate. Yeah, uh, he has visions of how he would translate his um, real life into the world of uh, Middle Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Um, yeah, and and what those battles would kind of look like with dragons, and so you see kind of imagery of like the trenches of World War One, and then there's dragons and stuff like that that kind of pop out throughout it. That's kind of cool. That's kind of the coolest thing that happens um, throughout it. Otherwise, it's kind of a, a boring biopic about Who's someone that, who likes who, a lot who of plays literature. Him? That was the uh, guy that played Beast, right? Yeah, what's his name? Nick Hummel or yeah. Nick... Uh, Nick Nolte. Holt. Nick Holt. Nick Holt, yeah. Nick, Nick Holte. Nick Holte. Um, and then I also watched Dark Phoenix. Nick Phoenix! 
it's um it's I heard a, it was garbage. I didn't mind it. You didn't? I thought it was actually better than uh the apocalypse one. I didn't I never even watched the apocalypse one yet. Yeah. Do you not watch movies ever? No. No. Right. I just talk about ones and pretend like I did. <laughs> just lying to you and all of the people that are listening. Um the only thing that this had the downfall of, and I've heard this from other people, is that uh, they've done this movie already. Yeah. I mean they have. Like so we've already seen generally a lot of what this imagery is. And we've seen it kind of done better. And not because there's anything wrong with this movie, but because we've seen the best version of the X-Men already do this. We've already seen uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and... Which is saying a lot because I think out of all those movies, that one got the most grief. Probably. Honestly. And it wasn't the best movie, but the scenes that they recreated, like I felt like like you're talking about Hugh Jackman, you're talking about Femke Jansen, like you're talking about the the best version that we've gotten so far. Is Hugh Jackman not in this? No. Oh. No, he's not in the movies anymore. Um, but uh, so that's, I think, probably what it suffers from the most is that I've seen this already. But once again, this is a Lion King situation. Somebody that is 10 years younger than us may dig this a lot who didn't see X-Men 3, The Last Stand. And this is their first venture into it. Mm-hmm. So it could be killer. But uh I I enjoy the X Men movies. I'll always watch, I always do too. I'll always watch them. Um, I've seen all of them. I haven't hated any of them. Even the Wolverine Origins movie wasn't the worst thing ever made. I watch a lot of bad movies. So do you? Yeah. Name one. Uh, Tolkien. That wasn't a bad movie. You just <laughs> said it was at at a redeeming quality. Is there a movie that had zero redeeming quality that? You've watched somewhat recently that it's you can't just. It's hard for me get, to not you know find I mean? a positive yeah. at something, um, because somebody is putting their blood, sweat, that's and good. tears. I mean, that's, their that's, art that's good that you do that. I mean, it's it's somebody's there's art. Like, there's no not enough people out there that try to do that, anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's somebody's art. They put some time into. And then one more movie I got to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie called It's Pat. It's Pat. It's Pat. They made the movie. Yeah. I didn't know that. A long time ago. Yeah, I think it came out like ninety four, ninety five. I don't remember ever watching. Yeah, that. look it up. Uh, so Julia Sweeney, uh, returns from her, her reoccurring character on Saturday Night Live for a movie, uh, that came out, uh, in 1994. Uh, so this is obviously not something that is brand new, but I finally got around to watching it. It's hard to find, like you can't stream it, Pat. Um, so I had to get it from the Netflix disc, uh, thing. Yes. They still have next Netflix dicks. Dicks, discs. Mm. If you uh, if you didn't know that, um, but the thing that I really wanted to talk about with this is, do you think that you can do its Pat in 2019? No, <laughs> that was a real quick question answer. No, I don't. Like it doesn't survive in this climate, right? Like it just doesn't work Mm-mm. because you you can't have all you can't have people questioning people's gender anymore. Um, it's just not something that fits, um, and people would not find it funny. I mean, they probably would find it funny in their own homes, but in public, they couldn't find it funny. They'd have to be offended by it. Um, there would be no way around it, but yeah, I was, I was watching this and I was like, this is okay. Like, it's just a really long version of the, it's Pat skit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think you can do this movie anymore. And that's what I really took away from it was that. This movie doesn't work. Yeah. Anymore. Mm-mm. 
That's funny. Wow. Kathy Griffin plays herself. Dave Foley's in it. He also plays a uh, a gender non-conforming character that ends up being the love interest of Pat. And so neither one of them uh, have a uh, have a are they're both being very uh, I don't know what gender this person is kind of thing. And his name is Chris Charles, Charles Rocket. I don't know who Charles Rocket is. He's he's Kyle Jacobson. Oh, okay, right on in the movie. Oh, he's the neighbor. Don't you remember Kyle? I do remember Kyle. Kyle's she, the, he's there. the neighbor uh, who uh, becomes obsessively in love with Pat. They didn't put anybody else of like SNL fame on here. Like they didn't see fit to be like, hey, we should probably put another, another, or maybe nobody wanted to. You be know what I mean, though. <laughs> like they didn't try throwing any other people. It was ninety four. Maybe there wasn't anybody that wanted to get paid that low of an amount. Tim Meadows was in it. I just saw oh. his name. Okay, uh, there's one. That. There's one name for you. Like Tim Meadows will be in a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that wraps up my movie recap. Taglines. Starring Pat, uh, the laugh begins March 28th, the sex symbol of the 90s. <laughs> a comedy that proves love is a mindy-gendered thing. That's cute. Starring Pat from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> the outrageously funny adventure. I, did, I do like the poster, though. I don't really feel like Pat went anywhere. Like There wasn't really an adventure to go on. How many? Where would you put that at on your meat on? How would I? How would I meat rate it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was medium. You think? Yeah, it was a medium. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take, since you're such an optimistic person, I'm gonna take your medium and say that it's probably a little lower than what it should be. <laughs> so you think that uh, you're gonna? There's a translation of, of of meat ratings for me is like every like a rating is like a minus. One I of meant that. for me personally. Like you would call it a medium rare. We'll say like, what do you, what do you, where do you put the Mando? The Mando? Oh, it's well. It is a well. That's, I mean, if there was something better than well, uh-huh. it would be that. Yeah, and that's exactly where I think it should be okay. at well though. Okay. I don't know if I should say better than well. No, it's great. I can't wait. I can't either. I can't wait for more. Me, e- me either. Have you watched anything? I watched uh, the most recent Saturday Night Live, which was uh, featuring Chance the Rapper, both. Being the, the host, and, host the... and the the musical guest, he's oh, the cool. second time he's done that. Nice. Um, it was really good. It was probably better than the first one that he did, which I watched. That was a few seasons back. Cool. Um, but uh, really good. It was a Halloween episode, so there was a lot of Halloween centric sketches and stuff like that that went on with it. There was one where uh, they have a graveyard sketch that they've done for a couple different years now, and uh, they have people that come out of the graveyard while there's like a man and a woman. They're eating like it's nighttime. They're like. We'll have a candlelit dinner near the graveyard. What could go wrong? Oh, kind okay. of a thing. We'll just uh, eat and drink on, the, on this, uh, like a picnic type thing. And uh, there's ghosts that come out and they sing like how they died kind of a thing. And his oh, character boy. comes out and sings about how he died. And it's basically like but putting shit up his ass. Oh. And uh, it gets like carried away with whatever he's doing. And he kills himself basically by putting stuff up his ass. That happens. And uh, I don't know. It was a really good episode. His, uh, his musical performance was pretty decent. Uh, the most recent Always Sunnies, keeping up with that as well. Um, it's been it's been a very very good season thus far, and I think we're six or seven episodes in now. It's typically a ten uh, ten episode season. You always like the Sunnies. Yeah, Sunnies are always great. Every every season seems to be better for you. Every every time it kind of gets a little bit. It's like last season compared to this one was pretty mediocre. Honestly, like this one blew the last season out of the water as far as I'm concerned. It's like it didn't have. 
that was during that course of uh, season 13 was whenever Gwen Howerton wasn't there for like ha over half of the episode. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because he was doing AP Bio. And after AP Bio ended up getting canceled and stuff, he kind of came back and just did Always Sunny full-time again. And mm -hmm. without his dynamic there leading kind of the crew, yeah. if you will, it just it had good episodes. It had decent story beats. They had to make up ex like reasons for why he was gone. But without him there, kind of having that banter back and forth with him, it wasn't the same. It's kind of like I don't know. It's it'd be like doing a podcast without one of us. Yeah, you know how it just doesn't have probably the same flair. If it was for sure, just one of us talking to a microphone by ourselves yeah. is a little different. Um, do you uh, do you think that the the ten episode seasons helps with that? Like that keeps them fresh to where like they can. It does. It also like, it, it makes it kind of like grueling though having to wait for the next season because you only get ten episodes and it almost feels just like you got like a just a little taste and then they're just like, all right, see you next September. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's been really good though so far. Honestly, I, I've I've enjoyed every episode. They had one that was a. Uh, one of the last ones was like a film de noir type of a thing. Like it was shot like an old cheesy, mm -hmm. like Dick Tracy type movie in a way, um, black and white. And it was all about, uh, somebody poisoning somebody else with uh, maraschino cherries. And then people getting like, po like diarrhea poisoned is what they kept calling it. Cause they just kept <laughs> shitting themselves. Yeah. Um, so it was trying to figure out like Charlie was trying to like, was like the detective and it was all from his perspective oh, of trying to like figure out who the diarrhea poisoner was. That's funny. Um, did you watch the first episode of Rick and Morty? Not yet. You haven't watched it yet. I didn't get to yet. It's good. Is it? I, uh, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Just Go a ahead. little bit. I won't, I won't talk about it. So, um, my relationship with Rick and Morty is kind of different, I think, than, than most people's. Or a lot of people's. Not that I'm special or anything like that. You're so special. But uh, I I hopped on late. I I hopped on right before or right before season three started because uh, you were like, yeah, watch it, gotta watch it, gotta watch it. And I was like, fine, I'll watch it eventually. Um, so then I got around to it and I, I kind of binged it all. And I didn't laugh at most of it. Like it wasn't not that it wasn't funny because uh, there's a lot of stuff that I watched that I'm like, oh, that was funny. Like I mm -hmm. watched all of Righteous Gemstones barely cracking a smile. But I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to do with, like, a little bit of my heart's gone. I'm not sure. I don't think uh, you have to actually, like, physically laugh out loud really hard by yourself, even if you're doing it and stuff. I mean, I can watch, like, Always Sunny's episode episodes and think that it's, like, great funny. And I'm just sitting there kind of, like, smiling about yeah. what's going on and stuff. I don't have to, like, bust out laughing every time. But so this... this uh, so. Everything Rick and Morty, everybody's quoting all the time. It was like, I love, they love the Rick and the Mortys. And yeah. That's funny and all that good stuff. I don't really get to that point. Like, I, it's entertaining, but it's not, I never even really had the urge to rewatch. Uh, so, season four started up. Uh, we got our first episode. This has been, what, two years since? Two years. And this season three was like, this is remnants of it, like what was left over from it. It was really? all supposed to be one season full of just a bunch of episodes, but they took a big gap in it and decided to call it another season because they weren't ready for everything. Okay. Yeah. So, so episode one is, uh, is, uh, called Rick Die Repeat, uh, or Rick Die Rick Pete. Uh, okay. It's, uh, the, it's essentially the Live Die Repeat, uh, uh Rick and Morty episode. Um, but, I I laughed out loud. Yeah, I laughed out loud, and I don't know if that means a my humor changed or b their humor changed. And most people are gonna be like, "This new season sucks." And I'm like, "It's the best one so far." 
or if I'm like just getting used to it, maybe like I'm like, oh, like yeah, I like these. And people. maybe I'm getting, getting used, used to, to it, characters. and it also helps that it's been so long. It's not that people have stopped loving Rick and Morty, yeah. But there's been definitely like a distillment period where you know it's kind of it's died down a bit, you yeah. Know? And they finally brought it back, and everybody's excited for it. But have you heard good had, things about you've it? You've had time, yeah. I've heard nothing but good, good. things about the episode. I think awesome. it's I think it's been a, uh, supposed to be a quality episode. I just haven't had time to chant for, watch for it, sure. But. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've always loved Rick and Morty, and I realized that it's one of those like it used to be like Family Guy was that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people would quote stupid lines and oh, stuff yeah. from like especially that gap before it got picked back up by Fox again That's and true. stuff. One of those DVDs came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody had them and they was like watching them like on a constant yeah, cycle, and everybody was just yeah. repeating like Peter Griffin, yeah, Peter Griffin, and doing stupid shit yeah. like that. Um. I think it has that kind of an effect to it, to That's a true. lot of people and stuff like that. But I, I can say I, there's definitely a consensus of people that are out there that are just like you, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that probably thought it was a pretty good show and thought it was okay and decently funny, but didn't laugh out loud or find a lot of moments that were like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to see that it made you laugh. Yeah, I like part. this. I like this new episode a lot. I'm, I mean, I was planning on keeping up with it. I kept up yeah. with season three when it came out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more excited about it this time around, and maybe it is the gap thing. Even though I didn't really care that they were gone, if you were like, "This is canceled, never come back," I'd be like, "Okay, whatever." Where's uh, my Ducktales at? Uh, Woo! <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Like you, I cut you off while you were talking about things you watched. Oh, uh, the last thing I was just going to mention was there was new episodes of, and I don't remember if I talked about the Misery Index. Did we talk about that before yet? I don't think so. That's the new show that's on TBS. Um, and it's got the impractical jokers that are on it with the lady that's hosting. I forget what her oh. name is, Jamila. Uh, I haven't, yeah. yeah, I haven't heard anything about this it's yet. It's pretty cool as, as far as the concept goes. They actually have uh, like psychologists and different things like that. That they give them, they they have these three subcategories that they're supposed to take into consideration whenever they give them these like articles and different things like that. Like man puts light bulb up anus. And light bulb busts, and it's caught on camera and put out on the internet. And then, by based off of those three specific things, you know, like physical torture, mental torment, and how like uh, and like just total psychosis and stuff like that. And they they like rate where it would lie on the quote unquote misery index from a scale of zero to a hundred. Hmm. And uh, they have different games that are kind of correlated around it. Like the first round always starts off like. They give you two specific things that are on the misery index and tell you what it is. Like, like uh, man slathers honey on testicles and honeybees start stinging his testicles. And that'll rank on like a 78. And then the other one will be like, uh, man poops in toilet and it's filmed for all to see. And it'll be on like a 43 <laughs> or something. So then they'll give, you, they'll give each contestant a scenario and you'll have to determine whether that lies somewhere less than the the 43 one like the guy pooping mm-hmm. and it being caught on TV in between the two or above the one where the guy's getting stung on okay. his balls with the by the bees or something So is like it that. just like the impractical jokers crew talking with this lady They're like they're like they split up two and two so they'll have two two contestants on there obviously and then they have the host that's on there and then they'll have like say like Q and Joe will mm-hmm. go with one contestant and they'll have Mur and Sal over with the other one Oh okay and uh they're kind of they're kind of talking with them and like helping them through like you know like Saying like you'll hear him talking kind of like on the mic whenever they're trying to decide, and they'll make they crack jokes and shit so like that this, back and forth all the time. Did they essentially just make a game show off of Walt's high low game that they play? 
Uh, in a way, yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah. But it's like all based around like legitimate misery and yeah. in a way. But yeah, in in a sense, yeah. And then they accrue money. Whoever has the most money after the round, end of three rounds gets to go on for a chance to win thirty thousand dollars additional. Okay. Yeah. Um, on top of the purse that they've already accrued, um, and then that game is like uh, they give you like a, a misery, quote unquote, and it starts off where you have a distance of 30 numbers, you know, and you have to judge where it would be and where it would fall into that. And you mm-hmm. win like a thousand dollars if you get like, like, give you a scenario and you'll be like, okay, well, I think uh, whoever's out there, like say it's Sal is just like, I don't know. It's not really up there as some of the other ones that we've talked about tonight or something. So I would say it's probably something lower, like maybe between like 30 and 30 and 60 or something mm-hmm. like that. So put that there and you put that range there. And if it's in there, you get the money. And the next subsection of that round is like, you get $5,000 if you get it within 20. And then oh, the last okay. ones, you get 15000 if you did it within 10. And that's like the last yeah. thing. So you get your chance of like getting, or however the money breaks down. I'm not, For sure. Probably, I'm not doing math right or whatever, but. You um, do your math Yeah, right. you get, you get. Uh, $30,000 additional on top of whatever you've accrued and what, throughout the rest of the round and stuff. But it's a really fun game show. There's only like, I think, four or five episodes out right now, but we watched cool. all of them in succession. It's a really quick. It's just like a 22-minute show. I'll so. have to check it out. Yeah, it's a fun time. Cool. What about music? Uh, music. I went and saw a couple concerts Yeah. Uh, recently. I went and saw Slater Kinney uh, at the pageant. And uh, Slater Kinney, uh, who is uh, kind of a famous underground kind of uh, rock punk band from the 90s uh, that's part of like the Riot Grrrl movement, uh, they've mm-hmm. kind of had a resurgence within the past, I don't know, five, six years or so. Um, after it helps with uh, what's her face, yeah, Carrie Brownstein, yeah. Uh, the one of the lead singers and uh, kind of lead guitar player, uh, is the one half of the Portlandia crew mm-hmm. with uh, um, you know, Fred Armiston, yeah, Fred Armiston. Uh, so uh, she we could pickle that, huh? We could pickle that, yes, uh, um, put a bird on it. So her and uh, Corinne, I think, is the, the mm-hmm. name of the uh, the other guitar player. They both play guitar and sing uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, got some awesome songs. Uh, their their album that came out uh, however long ago, I think it's 2015, 2016, uh, the uh, No Cities to Love. Did they do uh, one recently? Yeah, it just came out this year back yeah. in August uh, called, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, the Center Won't Hold is what okay. it's called. Uh, Center Won't Hold came out in August, and actually, when you bought tickets, you got a free CD mailed to you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I had a, a free CD of Center Won't Hold. Uh, really good CD, good follow-up to uh, No Cities to Love, um, but No Cities to Love is like by far my favorite. There's some killer songs on that song, on that album. The whole front to back is really good. Um, they played probably four or five songs off of that album. They played uh, four or five songs off of the new one, and then they played a slew of old songs which I'm not as well versed in, mm-hmm. uh, but I can tell you they put on a heck of the show. They got uh, all, there's five, five girls in the band. Uh, there's the two of them. Uh, Carrie typically plays all the leads and everything. She's a wild guitar player. Probably one of the, I don't think I've seen anybody do solos like that live ever in any of my, like anything that I've seen. I've seen a lot of concerts, uh, but she is just all over the place. Uh, really good front, front person. And uh, she's just a little little person, like she's not very tall and uh, and everything, and uh, she's just rocking it. And funniest thing, so she starts out, and I'm sure she has started this way out for twenty years. Uh, she's got bright red lipstick on, and she's you know very just into the show. 
And by the end of the night, she slowly is getting, she's got red on the tip of her nose. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, her entire like front of her face is just covered in the red lipstick that she was wearing. (laughs) And it kind of looks like she just like busted her face. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I mean, like I said, she's probably been doing it the same way for 20 something years. Uh, But, and then Corinne's guitar, she plays with like the, she's got this giant like pedal board. And within that pedal board probably has, I don't know, uh, eight to 10 pedals on it. And she's got this killer, like thick bass tone that comes out of her, her Les Paul guitar. Like she's playing just like a regular, like six string Les Paul, Gibson Les Paul. And it's got this like thick, like really warm bass tone that comes out of it with all the modulations. And she's playing all these like really cool bass lines with it that I thought was a bass guitar all this time, but it's no, it's just her guitar. And uh, so that's really cool. There wasn't, at one point in time, the, the so then they've got a backup guitar player, and then they've got a keyboard and guitar player, and then they've got their drummer. At one point in time, all four of the non-drummers were all playing just six-string guitars, um, all with different tones and different styles to them, but there's just like a wall of guitar in your face on it, and it was just uh, a really good show. That's awesome. There was a guy, like a, uh, a German fella that opened up for him, mm-hmm. and he sang opera. Mm-hmm. But he sang like comedic opera, and uh, that was interesting. It wasn't. Uh, it was the first one was like, oh, this guy's really good, and that's funny. And after that, it was like, oh, we've got eight more songs of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's good in very small doses, but yeah. long a lot of doses, not so much. You kind of fell out of like the we talked about before. You like the comedic audio stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. Comedy sing song shit. Yeah, it's hard for me to get into. But and this guy, he had visual kind of because he sang in German uh, mm-hmm. through most of it in his operatic stuff. But he had video components or uh, or at least words to kind of follow along sure. with the translation on it. And they were funny. They were kind of clever little things, but. Like I said, it's just a lot. Um, it and sounds then, like an America's Got Talent act or a Germany's Got right. Talent, I yes. guess. <laughs> yes. And then I uh, just recently saw The Chainsmokers mm-hmm. and Five Seconds of Summer. How did that go? Um, that was a wild show. Yeah. I didn't have any clue what I was getting into. Yeah. So I like The Chainsmokers, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm used to, I know Chainsmokers from their collaborations. Yes. Like, and I mean, some of their songs I like, that they're, they've they're got never some getting tunes. older. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some really good songs like that one. What's that one called? I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's never getting old. Close, isn't it? Closer, closer. Yeah, closer. closer. Yeah. Um, the Halsey, that Halsey song. Uh, yeah, but they've got all kinds of songs, and you've heard all of them. I mean, everybody's heard them. They're just they're ginormous. Um, they put on one hell of a show. Like they had uh, dirt bikes. Uh, they had a ball that went up in the air that. He got into like a like a, a steel ball cage that he was like in, and then at one point the the dirt bikes got into the ball like it was a fucking circus. Mm-hmm. While uh, nitro circus, also, it was slash yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, they had like dancers that got in the middle of the ball while the dirt bikes were going around. There was uh, at one point in time the drummer was playing with sticks that were lit on fire mm. and like doing that. Um, there. There were lots of jumping and I don't all know. kinds of gimmicks going on. There were a lot of gimmicks, a lot of a lot of pyrotechnics. It was it was really cool though. They put on a without that they were they had a really cool show. I forget that they're DJs at heart. So after like every like here's two like giant mega hit songs that you've heard and that and then and then it's like yeah yeah there's like a DJ breakdown for like another song's worth of time and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't hate it. 
Uh, but it was just different. I'd, I'd never experienced it before, and I was like, I didn't. This is the closest I will get to a rave. I think that everybody really just wants to know how Five Seconds to Summer was. Um, so I only know one song from Five Seconds to Summer. Yeah. What is um, it? The one is that's it on called, the top is it of the called list. Five Seconds to Summer by Five Seconds of Summer. No, it's the one. It's the ones on the. I don't like, know. It's the top I don't think I know. Do you know anything about Five Seconds of Summer? That they're like a boy band or something. They're right? like a, kind of like a semi-rocky boy band. They're an Australian like pop rock band, um, but. I will tell you that the one thing that I know about it. She looks so perfect? No. I think it's, is it called Young Blood? I don't know. That album's called Young Blood. I think it's that. That's I, the that's like their most recent one. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the title track off of that. I might I'll, be I'll go look it up on Spooder. Um, it'll be like the top song. Teeth. No. Young Blood, that's what it is. Yeah. Teeth is their pop. No, I, but that's not the one. Uh Young Blood is the song that uh that everyone knows. Like, you will know that song immediately. I don't know. You will. I know you will. You will. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Uh, but, so, yeah, I didn't know anything about this band except for I, I went and I listened to the songs. But I, what I love about even a pop band live is that they sound heavy. Like, guitars are thick. The drums are real. Like, there are things that you don't get on an album that you will never get listening to them on Spotify. Yeah. That you get live that you're like, this is kind of cool. Like, this is good. And like their, their showmanship is there. Like they had an opening act that was this girl that I'm not super familiar with. Her name's like Lennon something other or something Lennon. Um, she also has a song that she collabs with chain smokers. Um, who doesn't, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't. Uh, you do. I wish. I heard. Um, but so watching her was like, oh, like she's kind of boring. She doesn't have a lot going on with her. Um, unfortunately, like her songs weren't horrible, but like yeah. she's got no showmanship to go along with it. Um, but then you get Five Seconds of Summer out there, and I have no clue what these guys are singing about, but I know that everybody's going freaking wild, and the sound is awesome, and the uh, just. Everything was really cool about that, and I I'm really starting to appreciate showmanship a lot it's more. It's almost like you got uh, what's it called, Stockholm syndrome. Like I got I you got, got you got Stockholm syndrome. Like, like I got taken the, by the, the adrenaline was going. You were seeing everybody else freak out. Then loud, it was louder than normal, and you were just like, oh, it's good, it's good. Is it good? Is it, it's good. It's good. It's good. Everybody, it's good. I enjoy a good show, no matter what. I mean, I'm I've just, been to country shows playing. before and, and enjoyed myself. Conway Twitty. Uh, yeah, Conway Twitty probably puts on a heck of a show. I think he's dead. Um, oh, he still puts on a good show, I heard. I don't know. Um, uh, I have to look that up now before but the I energy, make somebody upset. And I, I personally, as someone who's trying to... Oh, yeah, he's hella dead. Oh, he 93. died in 93. Um, as someone who tries to be an artist, a uh, musician, if you will... And has to kind of help carry a show for three hours. Hey, Randy. <laughs> uh, and has to help carry a show for three hours. Watching people carry a show like that is something that's interesting to me more now than it probably ever was. Mm -hmm. So that, that showmanship is definitely something that I, I pay attention to. Um, but they were good. Chainsmokers, I went for the Chainsmokers because sure. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they, like I said, all over the place. That's awesome. Moving pieces all over the, all over the sky. And whatnot. Yeah. What about you, music? Uh, let's get the cat out of the bag. Let's One of my favorite new bands, newer, I guess, bands, okay. uh, just put out their new album, let's Highly Suspect. The world. Oh. <laughs> highly, highly Suspect. 
I thought you were going to bring no, me something not, new. No, not a brand new band. I'm oh. just saying, like, one of my favorite. They're a newer band. You know what I mean? Um, so They've been out for years. Not that long. Highly Suspects, what, five years? Yeah, but that's not, like, a super long time. I thought you were going to, like, new. They're not fucking Foo Fighters. They've not been around for, like, going on 30. Well, who else is? I'm just I mean, saying. Like, like there's people who are like f- their first Highly album. Suspects third <laughs> album is out. They're only on their third album. Uh, their third album MCID came out and stuff, and yeah. I was really anticipating it. I've been talking about it the last few times Absolutely. that we've done personals and whatnot. It's really disappointing. Really? Yeah. Um, You're not joking? No, I'm not joking. Oh. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, so some of the title t- tracks that were on there that kind of struck a chord with me. Uh, as far as like the singles go, they were they're fairly decent. They did a good job picking the singles. You had one though that you weren't really a big fan of, right? Which like, is Tokyo Ghoul. Okay, yeah, and that's I the that. one that I said because Johnny, the lead singer, put himself as uh, the rapper, it, as thing. the rapper. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, so Johnny was like as a quote unquote uh, featured artist on there along with Young Thug. I think was on the album with so, him too. So the lead singer was a feed, was a totally different. Artist as, a, as, a, as a different person. His name is Terrible Johnny. That is weird. Yeah, so he made that, himself a like an alter because he's rapping. He's not like I'm pretty Johnny. I'm singing kind of a thing. He's just like and like full on like yeah. nowadays mumble rap. Yeah. did that for that song and it was it wasn't great. That does raise red flags just for the simple fact that he called himself a different name and featured himself in his own band song. I think as a that he's name. honestly about to like not go Separate. solo, but he's because he, 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 he said like told people flat out, you know, if he ever does anything else as terrible Johnny, that highly suspects not going anywhere that he has full support from wow. his, uh, his brother or not his brother, but the, his bandmates, they're their brothers. Oh, okay. um, but, um, he's got full support from them to do whatever he wants to do because he knows the highly suspect's not going to go anywhere. But wow, um, it's it's a thing that's that he's been kind of tossing around to to do is like because he didn't want his fans to think like highly suspect's over. I'm going to try and go solo now, kind of yeah. a thing. He just was like, I'm just doing a kind of a fun thing on the side, and if I do anything with it, that's that. Don't mm. think anything of it because the band's not going anywhere. Yeah, he just wanted to let people oh, kind of like, know. I thought you meant like the band's not going anywhere. Like no, they're no. like this is as good no. as it's gonna get. No, for the band. he meant like like the band's not going away. That's why I said that's yeah. kind of a shitty thing to no, say. No, no, no. <laughs> he was trying to reassure the yeah, fans of okay. Highly Suspect, saying cool. like if I do something as terrible, Johnny. Okay, I am not like the band is not going to. You it's know, not going to be on hiatus. It's not going to disappear cool. or whatever. It's still okay. going to be Highly Suspect, and that's his, his <laughs> forefront, like his focus. But he just wants to do something else on the side. That's cold. Kind of like, you know, Tommy does his own, uh, yeah. as Thomas Giles yeah. or whatever, and then he has Between the Barrier Me, that's never interfered with yeah. anything on there. He Absolutely. just does his kind of same thing there. Um, majority of the album kind of follows suit with Tokyo Ghoul. They oh. went with a more pop-heavy, semi-rap type tone with it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like Highly Suspect. I it's gotcha. very disappointing. Yeah. Um, that might be more so for some people, and they pulled in some other like hip-hop artists on different tracks with them yeah. um, on a couple of things. There were a couple of standouts that weren't singles that were on there that I heard. There was a song on there, I think it's called Arizona, that the bass player um, sings, oh. and he's got an awesome, awesome voice. Very melancholy, reminiscent of City and Color. The think City and Color with a full band like Highly Suspect backing you, like a heavier band. Yes, and it's really good vocally. Nice. Like he's got a really awesome, like semi gentle voice, but it's got that grit to it too mm-hmm. that you like from something like from City and Color. Yeah. Um, and then there's another song that was really unique, 
um, and just a curveball, Gojira is on the album with them. Oh, really? And they have a song like that the whole starts out, Yeah, the song starts off with just like, like hardcore heavy shit with screaming and stuff too, totally out of nowhere. Yeah. And then it slows down and it turns into like a semi like pop rocky type of highly suspect song. And then the chorus kind of drops down and gets really slow. And it's like really like heavy slow. Okay. And then he's kind of like scream singing on top of what Johnny's actually like pretty singing. Mm-hmm. And it adds this weird, unique dynamic. Nice. Um, that's that's just totally different than anything else that they've ever put out or done. Yeah. But that's like the only curveball kind of unique thing that they did on the album that wasn't the like I said, your other singles that you've got, you know, like it's upper... like when Chino Marino was on a Whitechapel album. Yes. <laughs> so whenever you've got like you know uh, sixteen and uh, upper drugs. And what was the other one? The canals that came out, all the singles and stuff. I said those are really, honestly, the the songs that are very highly suspect esque mm-hmm. that you're getting out of this album. Everything else is very pop, rappy yeah. almost to a certain extent, yeah. and it just has a completely different flair and flavor to it. And it's unique, I'll give it that, but it's not what I'm looking for yeah. in a highly suspect album. I see. It doesn't scream highly suspect to me like the last two have. Like those two albums are some of my favorite albums that I've ever heard. Like I can listen to both, you know, the boy who died wolf and, and uh, what's the other one? Mr. Asylum. The first one, mm-hmm. I can listen to those front to back anytime, gotcha. but this, I cannot, I would have to pick and choose and I didn't like it. I would have to give it uh, probably a medium or a medium rare. It's pretty low. Wow. Honestly, I it was a very disappointing to me hearing it coming out of the gate and uh, it sucks, but the other thing that I've been really listening to is I dive uh, diving back into after the recent announcement of MCR coming back, mm-hmm. um, diving back into more of their library yeah. again. Not that I've not heard it before, but yeah. um, and it made me I, I made a definitive decision that I think that Black Parade is my favorite album. Really? Yep. I uh, for it's got a for lot of good on it. for the longest of times I would have swore up and down that Sweet Revenge was. Yeah. But. This album, after like really like listening to it, knowing that it's a concept mm-hmm. album and stuff, and listening to the story and how everything kind of unfolds and yeah. it hits those marks as it's telling the story really well. If you just kind of really listen and dive into the lyrics, I was just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for a concept album. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, and just just Black Parade as a standalone song is one of the best written songs. It's just in front to back though. That album has so much different flavor yeah. than anything. It switches. It's, it's just a it's not coaster. just emo rock. It's it's got pop rock. You're got this epic, almost orchestrated, you know, like Black Parade turns on a dime. Yeah. And it's got like three different flares. It's got your, your emo rock in mm-hmm. it, in the middle of it. It opens up with like an orchestral rock and then it ends yeah. as like glam rock, yeah. like classic almost sounding like yeah. a huge heavy orchestration. It sounds like a fucking Freddie Mercury yeah. should be mm-hmm. on there singing with him, you know. Yeah. But it, it's... it's uh, Teenagers is an awesome song. Yes, that's on there. yes. Teenagers is on there. And they, they even said like, because um, I was looking up more stuff just about the concept of everything. Yeah. And they said like, teenagers being in there they was like we really had no good place to put it it's like we needed it to be on the album but can you know like cohesively it it doesn't really lean to the story anywhere i see um so they just kind of picked to that point for it to put it on there and everything with like the guy like dying and then coming back to life kind of a thing um but um i i I absolutely adore it um i still is so good though i still don't really care for killjoys you don't like killjoys i don't no it's killjoys is actually what got me because like so all all growing up i knew that like 
I was like, oh, there's my chemical romance. And I wish that we had, I never felt like we had a group of people that we ran with that supported that kind of music. Not really. Um, and so it was like, oh, I kind of like these songs, but everybody else is saying that they're kind of stupid. Feel like so I, I didn't really have a good support. Of I like, feel like I didn't start getting into more like the emo-y genre of music until a little bit afterwards, yeah. after the fact. Like I always liked Panic in that first mm-hmm. album, you know. Yeah. But that that's that that was like mostly the first like Fall the, Boy was really good for yeah, me. and that like, was like the extent of it. And you didn't you really I mean? talk about it, like because other people would be like, "Oh, that's good." Or whatever, and like, sometimes yeah, that was kind of like what I ran into. Yeah, and there wasn't like a clique of people that we ran with that would say. I don't think I ran with anybody that said that it was gay or bad music or anything like that. But there wasn't anybody that I ran with that was like, "Hey, you should really listen to this yeah. because it's got a lot more to it other yeah. than just you know hair flippy, black hair yeah. down in your eyes and stuff." It's real well written music. Exactly. Check it out. Yeah, you know, and it was more or less kind of just like uh, everybody paying attention to the scene yeah. versus paying attention to what yeah. the actual it was music a lot of metal is. and then like mainstream rock and yeah. stuff like that. Like that we were kind of around, but like yeah, I got into so Killjoys was what looped me into that was like. When those it's, first couple of songs yeah, came out, I was like, "Oh, it's got good song. This? It's got some decent songs on there and stuff." I'm not saying it's bad, no, but no, no, it no. was. It's probably it's one of my the very first one. I don't truly care for the not Swing of Revenge. Before the very first, yeah. Revenge. but that one's probably my least favorite, honestly. But I think that that one's probably below that. I think it's yeah. it's it's not. I'd go know, Black Parade it. and then Killjoys is, would be second. I never for me. knew that the fifth album was basically completely done prior to their hiatus and disbandment. Oh really? Yeah, I the didn't whole know that. Uh, with the weapons, mm-hmm. weapons like it was like completely finished. I've basically, never given almost. that a fair chance. I don't think because yeah. it's it's all collected weird. So like, yeah. and I like to sit and listen to a whole album. So mm-hmm. I don't like. I've got a playlist that I made of all of them in the order they were released. Yeah. But it's kind of like uh, when Poison the Well came out with those like last four one, or two, three. three. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah. That I was like, I never really listened to it as a whole chunk and appreciated it that much because yeah. of the way it it's was released. It's good if you listen to it that way as far as it goes, but I think there's... I think it was two of three, yeah. if you will, probably had the my favorite ones on there. Okay. That's the ones. It was just, I mean, two songs on each one, yeah. I think, right? And I, I think, think so. those two were the ones that I liked the most gotcha. out of it. But yeah, I picked and choose. I ended up going to PMAC, and I have all three of those, because the albums do it like the Mesmerize and Hypnotize yeah. did for SMD. Uh, uh, SMD. SOAD. SOAD. <laughs> it was an SM something. I knew what you meant. Yeah, but they, they piece together like that, and yeah. it shows like one big cohesive album art nice. if you put one, two, and three all okay. together. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're getting into it. I'm I'm really hoping that they start announcing some tour dates for around here. They've I know got, the I know they've got three or four total. Now. Are they all in California right now? No, one is in California, and there are others that are in other countries. I think there's uh, okay. one that's like in Japan, oh, one like is in the dates, UK. Probably. Probably. Okay. But I don't know if they're going to do stuff. I told Mandy, I was like, hey, if they come like to Chicago and that's like the closest or something, do you care if we go? Because I've never seen them live yeah. and this Maybe might either. be like the only chance I yeah. get, honestly. I mean, they may get back together and stay. There was a lot of, a big thing too that happened like whenever everybody was showing pictures of uh, Gerard recently from like uh, when they was doing like all the Netflix stuff mm-hmm. for Umbrella. Yeah. Academy and they was showing like the behind the scenes and them talking to him and doing interviews and yeah. stuff. Everybody was just like, he's fat now. And so they're just like, he's, and it was just like, and there's this huge movement. Everybody's just like, don't fucking dad bod shame Gerard way. <laughs> right. I was like, he's actually like, 
healthy now. Yeah. He he doesn't have a drug problem anymore. Yeah. Like he's in the right frame of mind. And like you look at pictures of him, he's not fat. I did realize and he had he a looks, drug problem. He looks like crazy happy now. Yeah, I mean he's he's a lot more full faced than he was. Yes. And uh, and he looks and I was real just like, I hope, like oh like nobody tries like, to body shame him stuff. He's you're got used the, to he's got the Shad like, Schuber mustache. He does. Uh <laughs> you're used to seeing like him real like baby face clean shaven with white makeup on and Maybe like you should write Nemo music. Cut. Maybe that's something that you and Gerard we might have some Together. Like yeah. that's because based purely on your facial hair, yeah, you could write music like <laughs> that's true. Uh, somebody actually called it a beard the other day, and I was like, I almost wanted to just be like thank you. It's full. <laughs> it's full. I've like, just been trimming it. Like I just, I'm uh, not joking. It's not like really patchy at all. It used to be so patchy, <laughs> not soul patchy, so patchy. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's actually full. Like yeah. if you just keep trimming it the way that you're doing right I just, now, I and just give let it, it there, grow, and then grow I, I use the one. I don't know the... what to think of you if you get it and it actually has like deeper color to it and it gets thicker. I don't know what it'll look it'll like. It'll be weird. It'll be weird. But yeah, I so... think that with your hat and your glasses and that, you probably should start a ska band soon. Ah, okay. Yeah. And and but my, you have to play trombone. Um, episode seventy. <laughs> there's going to be a surprise that'll happen to me live. There is. Yeah. I don't know about this. I know you don't. I do. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, but that'll be that'll be that'll add to it, and we'll we'll kind of check in on the beard then. I've told one person. Everybody can check in on I've the beard. Told one person. You? That's it. Should you think that not now, obviously, but leading up to said episode, should we tease it? Like, will we get more of an interest if this happens? Uh, I think so. I think that leading up to like the week of like the week prior to yeah. it happening, I <laughs> think we should definitely like tease like, hey. Uh, and just take random pictures of small small objects and different things to kind of tease what's happening to okay. you. Yeah. And it's not it's not I'm happening to him technically. <laughs> You're a deep flower <laughs> live for episode sixty nine. Yeah. In on Facebook Live, hundreds of people will tune in to watch my me handle deep have flower anal sex with my cousin. <laughs> That sounds like a bad video title on it's, Pornhub. Uh, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine because it's yeah, it'll be uh, fine. That would have been a high note to end on, but we still have things to talk about. We do, about. we do. I'm glad you like my chemical. I don't romance. really, I don't really have uh, too much more music that I have. The little bits and pieces. I think Beck released a new single called "Dark Places." Or I think it's dark. Pla- it's not Palace. I don't. It may, might be Palace. Oh, sometimes I get those mixed Places up when I look at it. I get it. <laughs> Just at a casual yeah, glance. The A's in the way. I can't remember. I listened to it. It's very Beck. Okay. I, that's all I got to say about it. If you like Beck, you're gonna enjoy this. It's not '90s Beck. It's Beck nowadays. Have you listened to the new Ozzy song? No. No. Not. A, is there there's a new single? Yeah. He uh after he did that collab with Post Malone, mm-hmm. uh the producer from Post Malone was like. Hey Ozzy, do you want to record like an album? And he was like, "We talked about it a couple yeah, of weeks ago because so. yeah. we were just talking about the Post the Malone's Post album." Malone, yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, "Yeah." And so they released the first album off. They had like, uh, "Is it Duff McKagan um, from Is it Guns N' Roses?" Duff. Duff McKagan? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to sound real dumb right now. Duff D U F O. It was oh, an accident. I gotcha. I think I think it's is it the bass player from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's on there. Uh, he's Rose. He he Duff is Rose, Rose McKagan. Yeah. Oh, he's the Rose from Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Axel Rose is Rose. Do they all have Rose in there? Maybe that's their their quote unquote thing. Do they have like like? I uh, want to go to Guns and Roses and weird. mark it in there. Um, anyways, he's also the guitarist from Velvet Revolver. Oh, 
I did not know that. Um, so they, so he's on here. There's somebody else that you would know the name of that's on Ozzy's new album. And then the producer that did Post Malone's album is a guitar player <laughs> on it. So they, I knew I knew Slashes wasn't going to be anything. I'm sorry. But I knew Slash wasn't going to say I thought it would have been cool if it was like Slash, slash Rose, Rose <laughs> Slash, and just did Slash twice or something. Remember uh, <laughs> Saul Hudson? I didn't know that was his real name. I, I think I knew that Saul was his, was his real name. Hi, my name is Saul. I've never heard him talk, Saul. really, I don't think. I uh, think he's probably got like he's a real cool. mic like this. Yeah, yeah, he's like real cool. But it'd be really cool if he talked like, like he was like a Jewish Hi, jeweler. Hi, I'm Saul. Hi, I'm Saul. I'm, I'm Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> um. Oh God! I just threw. It. I just fell into a hole. No, it's fine. Oh, do you remember when we we altered the Wikipedia page for the Edge? Because mm-hmm. he was so edgy. He was so edgy. Yeah, that's um, still there. Is it? No, it's not. No, it was taken no. down like a it was day the, later. It was a day later. Yeah, <laughs> that was like when we had time to hang out like every day. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out like every day. <laughs> I was in college, and I was like not ever not at your house to play music. That's what we would do. That's what we would do. Uh, but the song is actually pretty good. I don't mind it. I mean, it's very Aussie. Um, the the biggest complaint I heard: you cannot get the edge up to save no. your life. Uh, David, <laughs> <laughs> what? You cannot get the edge up <laughs> to save life. <laughs> the uh, that's David Howell Evans. Where's he at? He's right there. This one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the edge. Always with the beanie. He always has that beanie. I bet he's got a signature beanie. Yes. That you could get from some company. Um. So Ozzy, he played a song. Uh, it was good. I heard the biggest complaint was that the solo was kind of weak, uh, because it wasn't like Zach Wilde or anything that was doing the solo. It was the producer from Post Malone's album. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was different. I mean, it's it definitely has a little bit of. Uh, it has a a little bit of the influence of today's kind of pop that Post Malone's kind of involved in, I think. But it's not overly influenced by that. Um, but I dig it. I dig it. I mm-hmm. in, I interrupted personally your uh, talks about the music you've been listening to. But I understand that you're busy right now. Yeah, I am. Um, so I'm, I'm editing Wikipedia. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, talk a little bit. Go ahead about um, a show that we're both going to go see tomorrow night. We are. Uh, we're going to go see Incubus, mm-hmm. the uh, 20th anniversary. Yes, of, of make, make yourself. yourself and Beyond. Is that what they say? I think it's what they, it's Make Yourself and Beyond. They're going to yeah. play. I think it's supposed to be they're playing the entirety of Make Make Yourself, and then they're going to play some other singles whenever they come back. It makes me wonder. I don't know if they're are they going to play like Battlestar Scratchacula, and like they'll all leave the stay while Kilmore does because he doesn't. They don't really have much else other than him doing that. for like two and a half minutes. I would hope that they would play it. Like if they're going to do it, like let's do it. Like let's play that all the way through. Um, But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna both uh, separately but together experience. Uh, what is Incubus? You've seen Incubus live, yeah? Yes, yes. I've seen them. This will probably be, I think, either time number five or six. Have now. you seen them in this kind of situation, like in a in a theater situation, or has it always been no, a festival? No, this is this. It's not. It was always either. Uh, at, I think it's every time has been at Riverport. It's been outside. Outside. outside so your yeah, first Riverport. inside experience yes. with Incubus. I bet they're they're going to be more comfortable, and we are also going to be more comfortable. I don't know how this is going to go. It makes me wonder, like, are we going to be sitting the entire time? Are we standing the whole time? They're a very standing up type of band to me. I would think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't, I don't know, like, makes me feel like, 
this is an atmospheric experience yeah. in the theater. Mine Should will, I sit down? Mine will just depend on where I'm yeah. sitting because I don't know where my mine seats are. Always depends on is everybody else standing up? <laughs> <laughs> are the people in front of me? The people directly in front of me are standing up, so I have to. Stand I, that's up what now, I'm doing so I'm now. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry behind me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We're I don't. Standing up now. I just don't know. Um, where I'm sitting, so I can't tell you uh, anything more about what I'm doing because of that. Yeah. Can you edit that without logging in? I should be able to publish changes. Uh, we're, we're going back to a joke that we told probably 15 years ago now, folks. Uh, there it is. <laughs> we have now, if you go to the Edge's Wikipedia page, we are the authors of, he got the nickname Edge from being so edgy. Um, yeah, we did this. A long time ago, and are now doing it once again. Um, and now, like that, just like that, <coughs> we've got an album cover for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that happens. Yep. That's how that happens sometimes. <laughs> um, you read anything? No. I you done talking about music? Yeah, I am. I, okay. haven't, I haven't read anything of late. Okay. I uh, I finished reading the uh, the leading up books to the X Men, the new X Men by Jonathan Hickman. Nice. Uh, all the the powers of X and House of Ten mm-hmm. uh, books that were coming out. Uh, I really enjoyed Is it House these. of Ten. Yeah, it's House of it's Ten. It's not House of X. Yeah, you I've think been it saying would be. I've been saying House of X this whole time. <laughs> or it's House of X and Powers of Ten. One of them is Ten, and one of them is X. Um, oh, it's Powers of Ten, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, because it is actually a a math title. Um, they start off. X zero is uh, is present day. X one is uh, ten years into the future. Okay. Uh, X two is a hundred years into the future, and X three is a thousand years into the future. Oh wow! And they tell a story of these four different timelines and how they kind of develop. And so that would be powers of ten. That mm-hmm. makes sense because it's a math term. Um, is X man in it? I don't think X Man is. Oh my god, that was hilarious! <laughs> I just love it. That made the mom rip into the kids. Yes, <laughs> the end. She's just like, "Stop judging me, you fucking casuals." <laughs> that was good. Um, so the the storyline ended up being really cool in that there's essentially this woman who uh, becomes kind of the backbone of the X Men as they are now, who. That has, I think, nine lives, uh, maybe ten lives, maybe twelve. I don't remember how many lives she has. But essentially, she dies, and then she goes back to her starting point again. That? That's uh, that's um, Professor X. Oh, is mm-hmm. like a weird jumpsuit. The the one on the front. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. got like a bodysuit on. That's cool. With a with does a it help him walk? Am <laughs> <laughs> I? I don't think he lost his. <laughs> It, it's I, there's like clones and shit like and uh, it's like it's, it's different. Sorry. But essentially, uh, this this woman who is kind of becomes the main thread throughout the story um, is she relives after she dies. She starts back at the beginning, but knowing what she knows, so she gets to kind of see how she survives through it, and essentially becomes like the the very fabric of how the X Men. Uh, live and and move forward. Cool. Very cool story. Um, and I I didn't I was about three or four issues into it before I even really caught on to what was going on. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, this is okay. I'm gonna see it through though because people are talking a lot about how good it is. So I finally saw it through the end and I was like, this was really good. It was really well written. Cool. Uh, X Men started up. There's a, I think four titles that are ongoing. Uh, one of them being X Men. Uh, the like just the title X Men. Uh, but then there's one called the uh, I don't know, you know, 
You can look them up. Um, I haven't started reading those yet. I read the first X-Men title, but that was about it. Um, I've never been... I, I, I've always liked the X-Men. I like what they stand for and kind of what they represent. And I like the characters of, of X-Men. But I don't... Um, I haven't really read them regularly. So I thought with this reboot, um, as it may be... It's um Moira? It looks like that's this whole... Part maybe. three was all focused on her. Yeah, maybe that's when I really started to dive into it. Kind, okay. of, kind of started to figure out what was going on. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Um, so I'm going to try to keep up with it. I may not read all four or five freaking titles that are coming out a month, but I may just stay with this regular X-Men title. But a lot of parts. There's a lot of parts to it. Damn. A lot, a lot of pieces and parts. Uh, but it's it kicked off the, the whole new line of mm-hmm. X-Men books. Uh, so I highly recommend that. And then I also read the first book of the Hill House comics oh. uh, that Joe Hill's heading up at DC. Uh, not the Haunting of Hill House, but uh, not to, not the Netflix series, mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, the Hill House comics uh, imprint that he's got over at DC Comics. It's actual like Joe Hill, Joe Hill. It's we know. Joe Hill running it. Yep. Oh, cool. And his first book that he's writing is called Basket Full of Heads. Um, and it starts off real slow. Uh, it's got a couple of pages uh, that kind of give you the sense that there's a guy walking around with a basket full of heads, like oh. like really right on the nose, like the title is just right there. And the heads talk though, like they're they're having conversation. Uh, and then it takes a flash back to this town and uh, this couple uh, that are kind of younger. The guy's got a summer job as a cop, and the girls mm-hmm. just hanging out and they're talking and whatnot. And it's kind of building up a story, but doesn't really even give you much of a cliffhanger, which you see a lot in books now. You don't get... The story gets stretched out so much so that they tell it a nice story in a trade instead of um, every issue really counting a lot. So the stories are a lot more stretched. Um, But I liked it. The artwork was really cool. Um, It was kind of reminiscent of um, a little bit more deconstructed type thing like a a Fabio Moon, Gabriel Ba kind of uh, side, which I like a lot. Um, and I, Joe Hill writes really well, like maybe even better than his dad. Um, in my opinion, especially comic books like, uh, with, well, you know, with lock and key, how well it's written and just kind of how it flows and is easily, easily digestible. Um, and same with, uh, American vampire. Um, did he write American vampire? Yeah, he yes. wrote American Vampire. I was like, I felt crazy for a second. American Vampire was so easily digestible. Yes. Um, Lock and Key is really easy to take in. This is the same, right along with that. So um, that's what I've been reading. Awesome. I don't have anything else. I don't either. This Wish has been you. a great Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're very uh, we're very happy to, I'm to very, be with you We're guys. very thankful for uh, all of our personals that we were able to... To dive into, uh, very thankful. It was a very deep dive for personals. We haven't gone that deep. In yeah, a while it was nice. For that. Yeah, it was nice. Nice to to kind of cleanse the palate. Nice to know you. Goodbye. That's cute. I don't think I we feel d- New Zealand. <laughs> I was going to say I don't think we even need to say that. <laughs> <laughs>